recording? Um, ho, ho, ho. I guess I'm recording, yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's picking up audio somewhere. Ho, ho, ho. I'm Professor Charles Xavier. <laughs> That's how we're starting. <laughs> yes, right, it let's is. Roll with it. Roll yes, with it. it. Yes, it is. Yes, uh, I'm not going to keep the accent much longer. So uh, <laughs> that was Xavier. Thank you, Xavier. Hello, old friend. <laughs> I'm obviously Magneto, I guess, at this point. Um, yeah, what's up? I'm uh, Charles Xavier. Ho, yo, ho, yo, ho. Welcome to the Don of <laughs> X podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even sure I know where I am. So, listener, I. Sure, you have no idea where you are. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it is the Christmas edition, everyone. We Welcome. are recording this on the first night of Hanukkah, <laughs> and just mere days before Christmas. Uh, yes, yeah, perfect for you, um, Eric. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for reminding me, Eric. Thank you, thank you old friend. <laughs> I forgot about my religious <laughs> background. Move your pawn. Because <laughs> we're always I, playing chess. I am just moving No, pieces. they're plastic. I made sure they're plastic. You son of a bitch. You got me again, Charles. Merry Christmas. I made you a plastic chess Stop board. Stop saying Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> we won anyway. Uh, So, <laughs> welcome to the Dawn of X podcast. Welcome to the last episode of the podcast. Where we review everything happening in the current universe of X-Men. But before we get to that, it's Christmas time, and we're going to open each other's gifts. What's your name? Oh, don't worry about it. I said it's Charles. Like Charles it's Charles and your Eric. I'm also referred to as Nick. Um, because I'm Xavier, I can just change everything about me yeah. the way you look at me. And sometimes I go into hiding in Eastern European countries, and I go by the name of Josh. Yeah, that's, that's good, too. <laughs> and then my family gets murdered and everything, and I go bad again. Inevitably. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I have an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean that I, I go to. You know, It gets destroyed a lot, then too. Then I have an asteroid I hang out. I have a lot of secret options, bases. A lot yeah. of options. Even uh, in your dumb mansion, I have plenty but of But like your direct kids, they get killed a lot. We don't talk about it. No, yeah, it's no, a real no, bummer around Hanukkah to yeah. bring up my dead kids. Thanks, man. <laughs> and like two of them maybe are your kids, maybe not your kids. The talk, rules change a lot. We don't talk about that now in Krakoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't not mentioned that at all. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> so first, we got we some do? gifts for each other, yeah, man. Yeah, we got gifts, man. So I want to see. Let's see how well this works on an audio Yeah, we're going to open some gifts. It's probably going to be loud. It's going to be a little loud. Sorry. And we're going to describe. I have two gifts so, so you go first um, i guess i'm a piece of crap friend for getting one no, gift. No, no. You, i want this to be on air open which one are you opening for this is going to be a great way to start the podcast <laughs> no, so I, for those who don't know me my wife is very ocd and loves to wrap christmas presents <laughs> so he is opening a meticulously wrapped christmas gift right now my friend has opened up <laughs> his very own Beard and mustache trimmer. <laughs> yes, this is fantastic. Um, classic Charles Xavier. I have quite the beard. Yes, he does. And it's always getting very poofy. And as my and as his friend, I want him to stay looking in top form, in yes. top shape. And I want you to know that I texted your girlfriend several times. <laughs> Are you sure about this? <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because she hates when I shave. Because mm-hmm. it like stabs her in the face when I yeah. kiss her. So she wants me to uh, just have a beard all the time. Yeah. And I don't blame you. You look great in a beard. Yeah. And when when you kiss great, me, of and course. And when I kiss you, I like the full beard. Classic but, Eric and yeah. Charles. Mm-hmm. But I would prefer it to be a little trimmed up. So here we go. All right. We're going to do it. All right. All right. I do have an interview coming up. So, you know. Oh, there you go. That's pretty, I was that's called for news. that. <laughs> I'm going to open mine now. And I see what it is. And I am fucking super excited about this. Yeah. My man got me 
the Chip Zdarsky, Mark Bagley, Spider-Man life story graphic novel, which I have been very, very much looking forward to reading. I was very mad they didn't have a hardcover for some reason, especially as a huge hit this oh, year. Oh, I know. I am super excited about yeah, this. It's Thank absolutely so fantastic. Much. I actually got something else, and I just felt bad. Like, no, this is the one I need. Because yeah. Barnes & Noble's had a bunch in stock on the computer mm-hmm. and could not find any in the store oh, at all. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, I got this. Like, no, I got to get this one. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm stoked, man. Thanks, man. No problem, brother. And my gift... With the tightest wrapping I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I've ever experienced. People cannot get into these presents that she wraps. <laughs> He's putting the mic down. He needs two hands for this. <laughs> oh, here he goes. Okay, he's getting in. He's got the ribbon off. Busting it in. Welcome to an X-Men podcast. X-Men Milestones Inferno. Right, oh, yeah, man. the Inferno the, Saga. Yeah, okay. The Inferno Saga, yeah. Very nice. So just in case Jonathan Hickman throws us some Inferno shit, you will be prepared. I will know. <laughs> I vaguely know this series. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I also was like one of the bigger events. Yes, it was definitely one of the bigger events. Right around the time you and I probably would have been getting into comics. It was like right before the Jim Lee stuff. Yeah, okay. Correctly. And listen, you so, know I love Sinister, so yeah, that's all Sinister I need. Sinister is all, all about, over this. All about this, my friend. Yeah, I think it's like right after Mutant Massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. There we go. Awesome. So I'm thinking maybe in the in the coming months, if we do another special episode, we could do a Inferno recap. Because I have a strong suspicion that Inferno is going to play a role coming up in Don of X at some point. Okay. So, that you and I keep talking about wanting to see Madeline Pryor back, so yes, you're, you're gonna get your Madeline fixed with this, my friend. Thank you, man. No, of course, man. Thank you. I'm excited about this Star Wars one. I mean, Star Wars, Spider Man one. We don't even remember. You stuff. don't even remember what no, I got we were just you. Talking you piece about Star of shit. Wars. Come on, dude. dude Damn you, we Eric. Were just yelling at me about Star get Wars. Get back in your plastic bubble, Eric. No. Back in your uh, checkmate. Check because oh, uh, I did. Because you're not wearing your helmet, so I made you think I won. <laughs> I'm the best, Eric. <laughs> uh. Charles. Do you guys like uh, rate my Charles Xavier impersonation? Yeah, hit us up on Twitter. <laughs> Let us know how much you're loving the Charles Xavier. Maybe he'll be my new co-host. Yeah, there you go. Just Charles Xavier. Boop 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 boop. That's the noise that his like his psychic power makes. Oh, boop, 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 oh boop, yeah, boop, but yeah, yeah. Yep. Had to, All those finger on the temple are coming out my face yeah. right now. Yeah. Some are coming out of your hand for some reason yeah. in the anime series. Just to yeah, show that's how that's magnetism. how my metal, my, yeah, my magnetism comes from the. All right, All right. So, so where are we at? We are at some breaking news today. It's a little better than my last <laughs> attempt. Uh, today, there's a, a Twitter page called New Mutants Movie Updates. And okay. on there, official. I know. And on the site, he actually posted, when are we getting an update? Like, when are, are we ever getting anything? Because if you guys mm-hmm. don't know, New Mutants was supposed to come out last year. And it's been pushed back and pushed back. And then Disney bought Fox and... They didn't want to really put it out, but like the first test screenings apparently went really well, but they wanted more horror, and they never did reshoots, and we never knew what the hell was going on. And then uh, I believe his name is Josh Boone, the director. Uh, yeah, I have no clue. He ret- he tweeted back at them saying new trailer coming very soon, and the other guy said how soon, and he said January. So huh. we're gonna get a trailer, which must mean the movie's actually fucking coming out. Wouldn't it be amazing? If we get a trailer, but they're like, "This is it. This is you, this is what you're getting. This There's is what no movie, <laughs> but you wanted a trailer, so here you go, motherfuckers." Well, we had that first great trailer. Mm-hmm. That was no, like, I oh, am shit. stoked, like, man. This... I've been seeing people post. I don't know why, but I've been seeing people post um, pictures 
like from the the set and like yeah, because I thought it wasn't getting made. Did. Yeah, and every time I see him, I'm like, dude, this is like perfect casting. Yeah, at least for two of the the five. You know. Like, yes. Yeah. But like Maisie and fucking and what's her name that's gonna play Magic? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, from like, the witch. From the witch, yes, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't. I fucking love I don't the like witch, it, man. But th- that's I love those kind of movies. Yeah. Um, definitely a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, get it? Witch burn. Anyway, um, yeah, the, that movie looks really cool, and I'm really excited to see it. And I, I hope I'm concerned. Where do you think it's going, Hulu? I hope so. I'd, I'd rather just it get out? it done on yeah. Hulu. Because here's my concern. We now know, thanks to Dark Phoenix, how many things were changed because Disney basically said that's too good. Yeah, Essentially, Disney did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't want you doing those things. Like They just put out uh, concept art this week of Emma Frost and Sebastian Shaw and um, the Stroker twins. Oh, really? They were going to be in Dark Phoenix, meaning they were going to do the actual Hellfire Club story. Wait, were they going to be the kids from that Gifted show? Not actually them, but like recast, yeah. Okay. So the idea that they were really going to do something big, and then I remember Claremont was an advisor on the script. Oh, cool. He was an advisor, and then Mm -hmm. they actually brought him in to come on set, to advise on set. And one of my buddies met him at a convention, and he said they took out, like, half the things I saw. Yeah. From my understanding, Chris Claremont is going to a lot of conventions talking a lot of shit. Yeah, because why not? Because apparently, because they changed so much, he didn't get paid. Well, that's fucked up, man. Yeah, exactly, because the scenes he he advised on were in the fucking movie, so he doesn't get paid. That sucks. Yeah, it really sucks. I so mean, we know they changed a lot. They changed the whole third act, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of they thought it was too similar to Captain Marvel. Yeah, because assuming Jean because, was fighting scrolls in space. But yeah, like oh god forbid, there's two women fighting shit in space. Can't yeah. do that. <laughs> I'll be confused. Oh no, which woman is well, which? I think didn't Dark Phoenix come out first, or yeah. it was going to come out first? It was going to come out first, and they pushed, they pushed it back, back anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like Disney kind of set it up to oh, yeah. get fucked over. Disney's setting something up. <laughs> For things they care about. The mm. best part is, and we mentioned this after off air, we both had a choice on Black Friday to get Spider-Man Far From Home or X-Men, and we got X-Men. Oh, I got both. Oh, you, oh, you got both. I got okay. Both. I but if I had the, if I had to make that choice, I'm getting Dark Phoenix. It was entertaining. Neither, yeah, neither are great movies, honestly. Not great, but, no. But but I like, I didn't expect Dark Phoenix to be good, and it was marginally better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Two, I love Jean Grey, and I love the Dark Phoenix saga, yeah. so I'm going to be there for that. And three, I had a lot of high hopes for that new Spider-Man movie, and it really fucking disappointed me. It, it dis- was. <sighs> I have not watched it again since I saw it in the theater. But Nor have my, I. The more I go back and think on it, the more I'm like, like that oh, doesn't make sense. Fucking sucks. Like things just don't. No, things just don't fucking add up. I'm not going to get into a Star Wars Rise of Skywalker commentary no, right might, now. This, this will come out before the mandated week and a half. Yeah, no, no, no spoilers. But there's a lot of hand waving. Yeah, and I feel like we're getting to a point where we want to make the audience so happy and entertained for that two hours. Yeah. that you're sacrificing the actual story and yeah. context and earning moments in a movie instead of like just jump, 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 mm-hmm. and like. Constant gratification, and then yeah. the audience loves it, and then you go, okay, we made yeah. money. Well, that ma- yeah. Audience and loved it. That's what Disney does now, dude. Yeah, like whatever paint by numbers formula works to make the most money is what they'll do. They don't, which is annoying. Which is what I was mad about when they started gobbling up all these other production studios. Is like, mm. it, there's no need for them to take risks anymore. Yes, because they have no competition, so they can just keep doing whatever's going to make them money and not give a fuck about artistic value or yeah. storytelling in fairness or setting things up otherwise the only things they're setting up 
are more money-making opportunities. Definitely. But in fairness, when Marvel movies started getting stale, they stepped it up and made like Winter Soldier and Black Panther. Mm-hmm. And, like They tried new things and they let did. people do new things. And, like. they, and they definitely started adding more humor to it. But then now that's the paint by numbers where like everybody has to be a wisecracker. Everything has to be this, you know, like, yeah, no, everyone's Tony Stark now, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a problem. When you have Thor running around making jokes all the time, which is ironic because I love what they've done with Thor now. Like, yes, it's better than it was. It's better than it was. But it also proves they couldn't crack it. Exactly. Like they had to completely change it to make it better. So let's see what happens when mutants get involved. Cause it's going to be, man, we are, I am so nervous and excited for potential X-Men stuff with Disney. I feel like like it's the only franchise they have (laughs) that can be a movie and they can have a show. And a show, I know. They can have a Disney Plus show with wherever character you go on. Yeah. Whoever you want to expand on. Yeah, I mean, you can do anything. And we're getting fucking Moon Knight soon. Yeah, there's so many fucking characters. Who might be played by Dan Radcliffe, apparently. Is that what? I saw that. That's the rumor. I I thought they already cast the actor. They casted, are you thinking of um, Black Knight? I don't think so because I don't know what Black Knight is. No, I just, you don't know Black Knight? No, what are we talking about? Hey, there's presents for you in here too. Oh, there's fajitas. Oh, well, after the there. podcast, we'll eat fajitas. Yeah, then. I don't think the listeners are going to want me. Oh. Eric, do you want fajitas? I do, good sir, but not yet. So she gets it. You know, I wasn't hungry earlier, Charles, but now you are. Now you are. Roll me to the kitchen, Eric. Why don't you just hover yourself? Roll me to the kitchen, oh, Eric. Lord. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yes, old friend. <laughs> Where's my helmet? Shut up. <laughs> I really should never have taken that off. Um, I don't have any fucking clue what we were just talking. We were about. talking about Disney and how they're taking over everything and Marvel. But yeah. should we do an episode sometime next year of just ranking, like we did in a previous podcast, mm-hmm. but now we have more movies to look at, ranking all the X Men movies. Yeah, why not? I think that'd be fun. Yeah, maybe like after. Let's New see Mutants. if we yeah, see what happens with New whenever Mutants. it comes out. Yeah. We'll do it after that. Yeah, and if it comes out, then we'll rank them all. Sweet. If it doesn't come out, then we'll still rank them all. We'll still rank them all, <laughs> but listen at, on a different time. Logan wins. I'll spoil it. <laughs> it does, man. And Logan's that, the best. That's <laughs> another one I haven't seen in a couple years because I was I was watching it like a lot, and then I was like. I'm gonna take a break from this movie, but it's, it's like the opposite of Spider-Man. The more I think about, it, the more I, oh, like, I love it. I love this movie. I've watched it less than a year ago. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I probably watched it about. Hey, this year was like one of the few years where like my favorite movie of the year isn't mm-hmm. really a comic book. Or no, what's your favorite thing. movie there? The Nightingale. I have not seen it. It's, it's good. Fan freaking time. It's a yeah. hard watch. Yeah, it's a tough watch with very mature themes. Yeah, but it's beautifully done. That's awesome. Beautifully yeah, done. I, I still want to see, see yeah. 1917. Yeah, that looks that good. looks really good. That I want to see good. Knives Out. Yeah, I've, so I, I've heard good things about. Yeah, that. those are the only two I could think can I maybe think, rival it. I think Christine and I are going to go see it soon. But uh, the Nightingale, it's on Hulu right now. If you haven't watched, oh, it. is it already? Yeah, yeah, oh, wow. Hulu. Okay, cool. Sure. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. The acting's yeah. amazing. The story, the pacing. It's it's a long movie. And it's a tough watch. Yeah. But like when you get past some of the more gruesome aspects of the mm-hmm. movie of the vengeance story that make it a vengeance story. Yeah. Uh, after you get past that, it's fantastic. But back to comic book things. What are we here talking about again? Oh, X-Men. We were talking about New Mutants, okay, and that's so here convenient. We go. All right, so we've wasted... I don't even know how much time we've talked. Probably because I minutes. can't... This new thing, it updated everybody. I don't know how long we've been recording. At least it's recording, hopefully. It appears to be recording. But anyway, <laughs> what I was going to say is we have had eight fucking titles <laughs> come out in two weeks. 
So get ready for some brief descriptions, ladies and gentlemen. And get ready for fucking the beginning of Diminishing Returns. Yeah. <laughs> this was, honestly, I they were okay issues. Nothing blew me away. Except Marauders came close, but Marauders at this point, really good. at this point, I just expect Marauders to be. Good. I actually really found X Force strong. I thought it was right? really strong. Yeah, yeah, and, and well, I did too. And then there was especially the issue four. Yeah, issue three, I had some some problems with, but it was a very good story for yeah. sure. So the, I feel like X Force is at the most of all of them finding its footing really and going okay. Really, this is it why is. it's literally it's the X-Force. building better than the rest of them. Yeah. No. Marauders. But Mar- Marauders. Mar- it's just good. It's just Marauders really good. <laughs> Marauders is the only one that seems like it came out of the of the gate knowing what it wanted to do. Yes. Definitely. Um before actually before we get to that, we did have some announcements we have in the past two weeks. We had oh, yeah, a yeah. new cable book announced. Yeah. Because they hate us. They know we're doing the podcast. Yes. That's so, what it is. They're like, oh, you want to take our name? You want yeah. to take Dawn of X? Well, guess what, motherfuckers? <laughs> get ready for the dawn and the sunbeams and the horizon. <laughs> uh so that means now coming up, we have a Wolverine book coming very soon. We have the Fantastic Four X-Men crossover. God, we have the X-Core book. And we now have a, a Cable book. And the the giant size X-Men ones. Oh, yes. Those, those one-shots. The one-shot giant size X-Men. And now they've also been teasing, I think starting Free Comic Book Day, the X-Men event of this year. Yeah. Which that I'm excited for because I knew they would have to do an event. Yeah, they have to. They have to. There's a space event. There's a main continuity event. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I've fallen off event books lately just because yeah. like, more and more they well, you know me. I, I, I honestly don't read any other comics other yes. than X-Men books. So. I do read other books, but like the event books have not been doing it for yeah. me. Uh, I did like Absolute Carnage and War of Realms, but only because I read Thor at that time and I read Venom right now. Yeah. Like, it tied in. But if I'm not reading the book it ties into, I'm just not going to read it. No way, man. No, uh, who's just, got time for that? I'm already <laughs> buying enough books. You want the best book of the week? Here's my non-X-Men suggestion. Okay. It's actually Hit Star me. Wars. Uh, the Rise of Kylo Ren book. Oh, okay, cool. It's really good. And if you want to know what the Knights of Ren fucking actually are, because J.J. Abrams won't tell you at all, um, that book tells you who they are, and it's really good. It's by Charles Soule, and it's fantastic. Oh, he's a good writer. He's I love Charles Soule. Oh, yeah, he's writing the newest series of Star Wars that takes place right after Empire. Oh, wow. Cool. So we're actually filling the gaps of what happened between losing your hand and becoming like the best Jedi in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So that's really awesome. Awesome. So those are my picks. I'm dope. I love that. I love... The Star Wars stories that take place between Empire and Return. Which, in this new canon, we haven't had almost any of them. No. So I'm really excited to see how yeah. they play that. Especially with, you know, like, are we going to get... Who is that guy again that replaced Han Solo, basically? Oh, God, what was his fucking name? Oh, I can't Shit. remember now. It's going to bug me. Um, right. I was going to say Cad Bane. No, that's, that's Rebels. Or Clone Wars. Yeah, I can't remember his name now. Oh, man. Yeah. He even had a video game, didn't Yeah, he, he did. He, it was like, dark, not Dark Empire. It was... uh. It's don't the worst. The worst. This is the worst. What was the name of the book he came from? I don't even remember that. The name. book in Shadows the game. Shadows of the Empire. Shadows of the Empire. Okay, yes, but I can't remember his name. All right. Uh, Why don't you while you're looking that up. Yeah, yeah. But yes, we're gonna have the upcoming X Men event. It's teased for Free Comic Book Day's yeah, issue. Yeah, about that. That's pretty cool. And that's where this really comes into play of reading all his books. Because if it's an event, it's gonna tie into all the books. Um, I kept thinking, okay, what's a stereotypical X Men name for an event? And then, like, who would be the bad guy for this event? When uh-huh. I guess it's just going to be machines and evolution of the bad guys. That's what it seems like we're building to, right? <laughs> for every book, Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar, yeah. Who was just, who was just Han Solo? He, he was, was just he Han was Solo. even from the same planet as yes, Han Solo. Yeah. He's just repackaged Han. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's start with New Mutants. Let's so, start with New Mutants because we had a lot of doubles this week. Um, we're going to review both issues kind of as one, not as one, but at the same time. Yeah. You're going to review four as the same time I review three. (laughs) 
Um, so <laughs> okay, so <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I was caught off guard because I thought we we're gonna continue with the main group. I knew that this was coming up. I didn't know it was gonna happen in the middle of Hickman's run. Yeah, that felt weird. Yeah, because then no. it's like, are we jumping into a new book? Keep talking. I think it's recording. Uh, are we jumping into a new book right now? Like that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I after it found its footing, I was like, okay, this is actually kind of cool that. Oh, they split up all basically the young generation comics. Yeah. I, I am I'm very interested in the idea of the New Mutants comic book itself being a series of like short stories based on the different young mutants. Like yeah. we can have one focused on the Gen X kids. We can have these on these new academy kids. I don't know what you would call it. I, uh, I think these were the not the New these Mutants. Were, they were, were I guess Academy kids, yeah. Yeah, I mean because I mean, Armor the chart came later. Armor came around during Joss Whedon's run, but Glob came around during um, Grant Morrison's run, I believe. And yes, and Beak was there for yeah, Grant Beak Morrison and, and, and Angel um, Pixie or Angel. Sorry, is that what her name? Pixie? No, Pixie's no, the other one. Yeah, Pixie's the other one. Sorry, the other flying one. <laughs> yeah, and now we have two angels. That's kind of I didn't think about that until right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's also the one that looks like Angel, but he's not Angel. He's like Icarus or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so here we go. <laughs> So it starts off. So with this Glob. is not even Hickman. This is Ed Brisson yes. and um, an artist whose name is not here. Flavino. Flavino. It's a Flavino. He's like not. Italian. He's not. He's like, <laughs> probably not. He's like you dumbasses. <laughs> this is why I don't listen to podcasts. Um, I looked at this. Flaviano. There. Flaviano. Okay, now I can see it. Flavi Flaviano. It's just Flaviano. Flaviano. He just has the one name. Anyway, <laughs> he's the Madonna of comic book artists. Uh, so we have Glob and who is it again? Armor. Uh, I was like, I almost said Boom Boom Karma. Uh, Boom Boom's later, and they're looking like how amazing everything is here, but they're mm-hmm. missing some people. They're missing some of their friends from different issues and runs, and they want us like, why don't we bring everyone here? And again, you get that vague cult vibe of like everyone should be part of the happiness. Yes, yeah, but again, I, I it is very cult like, but also like especially for these kids. These kids grew up in a world that truly fucking hated them. Yes. Like, like worse than like Cyclops's generation of them. Like they yeah. were like kids when Genosha blew the fuck up, you know, like they were, yeah. you know, like <laughs> they these, saw the worst. These kids it. have seen some shit. So like, it doesn't surprise me that they would be the ones, especially like, I want my friends to be here. Yeah. Like we have tried too hard and we've come for too long. Like since we were like preteens, we've been fighting for this, you know? Yeah. Uh, so Karma and Glob are kind of talking about Beak. No, no, this is Armor. Armor, sorry. Um, armor and Glob. Who I actually, if you want to get some good Armor stories. Uh, I love Armor. Wolverine the X-Men. Yeah, that's Jason what I heard. Did a good yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. They did a good job. Like, I do like her character when she pops up. She became one of Wolverine's adopted children, basically. He has so many adopted children. <laughs> he does. Um, and when we have them kind of going, okay, we need Beak and we need Angel. Where are they? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where she are was they? Looking, like she basically to went out. to bother Sage. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, so I'm just going through some yearbooks. You tell me if they're here." And that's and, when she stumbled upon Beacon Angel. But then she also goes to the New Mutants rooms and like sees Boom Boom going through Sunspot stuff. Yeah, is there like history between those two? I, I don't, don't know about. Like, I, might, I can't. Make, I mean, I know they were on. I know she was a brief member of the New Mutants. I think she was on because when um, when Rob Layfield went from X Force to New Mutants, yeah, or yeah, it was basically just more X Force. Or no, yeah. it was it was New it Mutants, Mutants then X Force. So yeah. it was basically just a precursor. Yeah. So, like, so I, I think, think she was, was on the X Force with them, right? Yeah. yeah. Or what became the X Force eventually? Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then she's like, okay, help find this medicine so we can go to see uh, Beak and Angel. Yeah. And then they bump into these two kids. Are these two kids from the first issue of uh, X-Men? These are... F- these kids are f- the only place I've I've been able to discover where they were was from the Age of X comics that just happened. Oh, which was okay. like an alternate yeah, reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they, I remember them now. They were from right before that, weren't they? In Maybe the, uh, I, I don't. I yeah. I mean, I don't really recall. I them. think they were from the beginning of Uncanny. Maybe I have. Yeah. That's I've been meaning to go back and kind of reread a little bit of Uncanny. The, the one, that, the one that just happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's some bad stuff. So there, the kids remember, go there yeah. and they flat out say. Oh yeah, we can go and just manipulate their yeah, memories. Yeah, we can help you. We'll just fuck with them. Yeah, memories and emotions, which we'll get to that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, we can manipulate their memories and emotions, and then just make them come back. And they're this is what I don't get. She says, "Don't do that," but yeah, you can come along. Yeah, I, it's. I get it though. Like if these, from what I understand, these kids were kind of raised by like villains. I don't remember yes. which villain, but yeah. like, so like I get that Armor would want to be like, "All right, come with us." They because were, I want you to be good I remember. Guys. They were um, raised by that evil guy from Extermination. The one who oh, wanted oh, to oh, kill Ahab. Them. Ahab. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they're from. Like, he, they were plants okay. originally. That's where they came from. Okay. Uh, so he lets them, she lets them come, Armor. And they go to the Nebraska, I believe. Yes. yes Nebraska mm-hmm. to go find Beacon Angel. And for a second, I was like, Beacon Angel? Oh yeah, they mm-hmm. did have a bunch of eggs that one issue yeah, of uh, yeah. New X Men. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of fucking kids. Man. And they're like, "Oh yeah, oh my god, they're happy to see each other, hugging and everything." It's mm-hmm. like, "Well, we can't leave because my dad's sick and he has a rare disease." Which you get a description of the disease. Yeah, it's a data page. Yeah, yeah, it's a data page, which I'm gonna talk about later. But um, they, she goes, "Don't worry about it. We have medicine for it." Mm-hmm. And it, it's a good thing, obviously, what she did, but it also felt common. Kind of she did not ask at all. Like, no, she just. I'm looking at the page right now where she's just talking to them. It just like pulls out a syringe, plunges it right into his fucking IV. It felt weird. Like nobody, like, and nobody once was like, "What are you doing to my dad?" Yeah. Like, I've been in the hospital with sick relatives. Yeah. Anyone, including nurses or doctors, who are giving my a family member medicine, I want to know what that is. Like, especially somebody coming from Krakoa with some green ass shit. <laughs> also, I'm looking at all of their kids of Beak mm-hmm. and Angel, and one looks human. Yeah. Right. All the ones have wings yeah. or a weird face or weird they, eyes. The one, one looks human. The, yeah, like their eyes are a little offset, I think, the, the one that looks a more human. The one who's running towards one of the black and white kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but like when you see that one later, his eyes are a little fur, like a little bit more bird-like. It'd just be our thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they heal the dad. He wakes up, and he's all like, oh, great. Life is better. We get a data page. Now, okay. I feel like the data pages were very useful in the past, but now they're more of like a crutch. Yeah. And the writer sometimes goes, well, it's a mandate to have a data page. Let me put something there. Uh-huh. And, and it's a real fucking issue in, yeah. in X-Force. In X-Force. Well, X-Force is funny, at least, some of them. The Not the not the first issue we're going to talk about. Not issue three. Yeah. They, they we'll get there. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so, so it's hit or miss with these data pages. So, like, a lot of them, like... So uh, most books have two or three data pages at this point. And from what I've been able to see, like one or two of the data pages are fine. And then there's one that's just like, what the fuck is the point of this? Like Marauders uses it very well. Like yeah. Text conversation. Yeah, yeah. And they're using it to kind of build like subplots. Yeah. Like who's this mysterious mm-hmm. person yeah. talking to in the first place? <laughs> but like adds in a little, little joke or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. like bring food or something like Again, that. Again, most of the things Marauders is doing is, is perfect. Yes. <laughs> 
Which, but I, I do like where you're going here with the data page that shows where all the young mutants live and how they break it down. Yes, I like the idea that it's like, hey, remember all the books you read with young mutants? Mm-hmm. They're actually split up. They're that all way. hanging out now. So Generation X, the new X-Men, the Frost Academy, the Five, mm-hmm. Jean Grey School. Who the fuck do you think the redacted ones are? For Omega House. I don't. You know, like who the fuck would that be? I can't think of any. Like, Alpha makes sense because, like, the original young kids are new mutants. Yeah. I don't know who Omega House could be. Maybe this... Because it's Omega, so it would be the end, right? So maybe it's people we don't know. Maybe it's... Maybe a new generation of kids yeah. we don't know. Yeah. yeah. But one thing I did I did take away from the, the sextant, the Academos habitat, is that they be they really are, like, really leaning into their own culture now. Right? Yes, Cause, very like, much. This is, like the students are teachers and and students at the same time like yeah. there are no masters there are no apprentices we well, all learn your main from each teacher other can just put in any information in your exactly brain yeah and, and I, I like that they're like this is our culture we don't have to do to school the human way and it really like it really leans into what happens in x-force during one of the quiet council sessions yes. with mystique too yes, like definitely. really leaning into the whole like we're, this is our we're, we don't have to base our world on their fucking world yeah. you know like and their mistakes <laughs> and their mistake we can learn from their mistakes uh so we have that data page and by the end of the issue after they heal the father <laughs> i gave this guy a redneck accent until this right? issue so here okay so i i did not i did not anticipate doing the issues this way yeah so my first thought was so wait, America didn't sign the treaty then? Because they're after these like fucking rednecks. Yeah. These goddamn hillbillies are after the medicine, <laughs> and then turn to find out, come to find out later. Oh no, they're central. They're yeah. Central American. Uh, so, but it seemed like Angel was almost fearful and ready for this because she immediately reacted. Oh yeah, well because Angel um comes from like an female abusive... Angel, not Angel. Yeah. Original term, five. By the way. Original um, five. Yeah. Well, Angel <laughs> Salvadori is that her last? I don't know. Something like that. Um, she, if I remember correctly, wasn't her, like, her father was very abusive to her. Yes. Like, so she comes from, like, a very abused background. Yes. So it wouldn't surprise me if she's just constantly waiting for the other fucking shoe to fall. Which makes sense. Uh, Nick is digging through in a Marvel encyclopedia that our friend gave him. Thank so you, Caitlin and thank Zach. You, thank you, Kate and Zach. But if I don't find the right angel in this book, then it's how, useless. How can it be? Which is not... Which is not Caitlyn's fault. I'm going to blame Caitlyn. Caitlyn didn't create the What the fuck, Caitlyn? Because they only give me one angel. Anyway. Wait, wasn't there one back that way? No. Oh, never mind. It's AG. Anyway, so (laughs) I will say while you're digging through there, um, I read this issue and I was really enjoying it because I really like Armor as a character. Yes. Who is not a character that I know a whole lot about because most of her like character development happened in the like 10 plus years that I was gone. Yeah. But she is like in the early, in the early. There's armor right there, in the early um, uncanny run from um, Rosenberg from last year. Yes, she was getting some screen time, if you will, in those early issues, and I and I enjoyed her. I, I thought she was good. I like that she's again taking more of a leadership role. I like her character that she seems like I'm the leader. I'm gonna do this. <coughs> oh my god, I have so much still to learn. Yeah, like I, I love that she's a hothead. She was usually the leader of the young kids group yeah. she was in. It was like her and Kid Omega. Mm-hmm. And there was even some issue I remember, I want to say during the Bendesh run, where they went to the future, and mm-hmm. the X-Men were Armor, 
Kid Omega, one of the people from Generation Hope, who I okay. can't remember her name, the one who got a fire and ice power. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't, I know he. And know. like, uh, Brood, me. Kid Brood, whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, that's interesting. But I like her a lot. I like Glob a lot. I'm not. I like Glob. I I like him as a character. I'm not one of the the glob stands that that he apparently has. I don't know. If you spend any time on X-Men Twitter, my friend, glob has a fucking following. I don't know. People love glob. He's Uh, great. I will say, though, like, I love, I like glob. I like Beak. I like Angel. I like Armor. These are all characters that I, like, feel sympathy for. Yes. And so the end of this issue, like, no lie, and I might have been a little, um inebriated we could yeah, say when i read it probably let's say inebriated <laughs> um i was really fucking nervous at the end of this issue like, yeah it was gonna go like, real it, bad it left me feeling really uncomfortable yeah. and really sad so, so which which i think is good you know i'm not saying it like in a bad it's cl- way it's, it's a just, cliffhanger That's what it's, it's to do. definitely a good cliffhanger where i was like oh fuck these poor kids like poor armor is in a situation where like she desperately wanted to fix things for her friend and now everything is more fucked because up because of her bringing and the poor medicine. beak and fucking angel have just been trying to live their life they finally got their dad back and now <laughs> like this shit like so angel's crying scary. because these bad guys have all their kids in collars mm-hmm. um and then so, immediately armor jumps up armors up runs at the main bad guy he shoots a rocket and he said it's a power dampening rocket yeah, like again a little convenient yeah it's all the bad guys it's like in dc all the bad guys have kryptonite somehow it should be rare but every bad guy right? has it in their pocket and but I, I will say i mean if we were to really like die i really wish i could figure out how much time has been recording um oh time um <laughs> oh god we're at 33 minutes already nice um, <clears throat> i will say though it in a world where mutants have now decided they're their own sovereign nation and yeah. like there's this much fear that they are literally taking over now, I can see there being a real big push to be like, oh, yeah, this anti-mutant technology is real easy to get now. Yeah. You know, like I-, I can see that happening. Is that Caliban? Probably. Oh, wow. We're randomly playing. <clears throat> I don't know how this started. Yeah. In X-Men the background. Evolution? X-Men Evolution. Yeah. Because yeah. I just hit it my foot by accident. And oh, okay. I just kept playing. Sorry. I keep getting distracted. No. So that's the end of issue three. Now we get to issue four. And as I mentioned, I thought this guy was like a crazy redneck. So when he brings up his backstory, I had to go from redneck to like Bane, kind of. You were born in the dark. I was not movie Bane, (laughs) comic book Bane. Luchador. Luchador. Yeah, Luchador (laughs) from the fake Cuban country. And we cut to Boom Boom getting super drunk at a party, which seems to happen every night. Yeah, okay, so they're having these parties every fucking... Or, I don't blame them. Or it's just a kid's section. Every, which makes it sense. All be. the teenagers... All the teenagers like, I'm All the young mutants are partying. just partying all night. And it makes perfect sense that Boom Boom is just fucking wasted all the time. Dude, Boom Boom, who shouldn't be a teenager anymore. No, she's not. She's the old... She's like probably... I would say she's probably in her like mid-twenties. Yeah. In comic book time. In comic book time, yeah. yeah. I'd she, say mid to late twenties. I, Yeah, probably. So we go back to the farm. When I was her age, I was still. <laughs> we go back to the farm and we see that it's been, uh, I think they said three days. I think so, yeah. yeah. And they're not feeding anyone. No. And all the characters are in the basement with a collar, a power dampening collar, because mm-hmm. you can get them at Walmart. And we have. <laughs> get those Walmart, I just heard you. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we have the main bad guy talking about what uh, white men did and medicine how it works and you felt sorry for a right? second and then <laughs> and then they're like so we're just gonna do the same thing yeah it's like oh we'll just make a treaty and recognize krakoa as a sovereign nation blah blah, uh-huh. blah and we'll give you the medicine oh no no then we yeah, can't like, make money off yeah it. like 
Oh, this was one of the things I had the biggest issue with in in issue four was like, you just create a very compelling bad guy. Yeah, like a bad guy that theoretically could work with these kids. Like, there's no way arm like with that story. There's no way armor and glob aren't going to be like, okay, we can steal you some medicine. Yeah, and like now there's kind of like. Oh, the kids are going like against what Charles wants them to do again, and yeah. like trying to steal this meta. Like, there is a lot of potential there just to squander it very quickly oh. and be like, "Man, they're also just, you could even have the same twist, dudes. but make it a consequence when they steal medicine for them, and yeah, then you exa- find yeah. out he just wants it to sell it. Like, yeah, yeah, or exactly that would even be better for yeah. Like, oh shit, they got played. That's why they're not ready to lead the X Men yet. You know, like yeah. more, more showing that they still need training and shit like that. So and then Boom Boom could have been their teacher. Exactly. So then she needs to sober up. Basically, this bad guy. What was his name again? I keep telling him the bad I guy. I don't fucking remember. It's fine. Whatever. He's not gonna last longer. But he keeps saying how we need the drugs. We're gonna sell it to our people to fix this disease, and you have it. If we're gonna let you starve, because the kids can't hold out forever, mm-hmm. and that's it. So go back in there. If you do anything funky, we're gonna kill you. In the meantime, Boom Boom's realizing, hey. They never came back. <laughs> yeah. I did like how long it like it took her. She's like, oh, they've been gone for a while. Oh, that's probably normal. And then eventually she's like, no, it's not. No. That's not a good sign. And then uh, Armor hears the kids saying how hungry they are and she feels bad. Yeah. So, so she, she makes gives a deal. In. She yeah. gives in. She makes a deal with the bad guys. And eventually. Oh, no. He did also mention the. Like, how'd you know the mutants were here? I was like, oh, tabloids. I did like that, yeah. We're and seeing I, this in other books, too, like Excalibur and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did really like that he was like, yeah, dude, you guys are fucking celebrities. Now. Yeah, you're like, mutants in Nebraska. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're watching you, and there's people who and love I do you, people like, hate you. He shows them their phone, and it's Doc's mutants in Pilger, or however yeah. it's pronounced. I like the double the double meaning there, because Doc's is obviously Don of X. Yeah. But Doc's is also, like, doxing somebody online, like giving showing them you know like uh, like exposing who they really are like so i i I like that double that double twist there so as armor's about to go back to krakoa podcast so yeah thanks adverse thanks for the promotion um armor's about to go back to krakoa to get the medicine and in the same time we have angel kind of tricking the Mm -hmm. guards yeah saying she has to Break Which down the food. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't. I don't think she has to actually do yeah, that. Yeah, so. probably not. Maybe but she the, has that ability. Maybe the more bird one. I don't know. Yeah. But um, she has to break down the food by spitting acid on it. And mm. they're like, "That's gross. Fine, we'll take off your collar, but we're pointing a gun at you, so don't mm-hmm. try anything funny." And of course, try something funny. And she breaks. This is where it's getting a little scary. She breaks the chains of the two mm-hmm. um, black and white kids, and then Maxime and Maxone or okay. something like that. I think. And they touch one of the guards and make him think that his friend slept with his wife and killed his parents. Yes. <laughs> and, and they like they made him point the gun. And then Pixie, or not Pixie, I keep saying that, Angel says, like, couldn't you make him think he's our friend? Uh-huh. And they're like, no, no he no, deserves this. this. Yeah. In that scene, so I'm looking, I'm following along with you. That scene of those kids holding on to that guy, like, look how evil they are. Oh, they look very oh, evil. God, they're so good. Cool they looking. deserve it for what they did to mm. us. Like... Yeah, they're not they're not good kids. No. Uh, they would definitely be on the brotherhood side if they were oh. uh, still at odds. Poor Glob is freaking the fuck out. Yeah, so all they all armor here is gunshots, and she's freaking out. And then boom, boom, literally, yes, uh, comes out, and she's like, "Hey, I thought you said this wasn't gonna be an adventure." While she's still <laughs> drinking, yes. 
Um, I also love the scene before where Boom Boom goes to Sage and Sage is like, hey, I haven't had 20 different names, <laughs> code names. Oh my over God, the yeah. She was, did she call her like ex, ex, Lady Explosion McSplody or something yeah. like that? And like <laughs> fucking Boom was like, wait, that wasn't one of my names, was it? <laughs> like yeah. She even, even, she was like, I don't think I did that. She has had quite a few names. Over she the really years. has. And that's New Mutants, and I liked it. It wasn't like mind blowing. It wasn't as good as the other issues, but it is very weird that they decided to do that in right issue in the three. middle of the other story. Yeah. yeah. So like, the first. So I think I like issue three a little bit more, just because it kind of set up everybody and yes. like I missed them and like it left with that big cliffhanger. I didn't like how quickly they went from making the villain sympathetic to bad. Yeah. I didn't really like that. Um, it was a very obvious turn. It was yeah. an obvious choice when you couldn't have stretched it out. Yeah, and you could have made it more. It. And um, and it wasn't until about halfway through issue four that I was like, man, I miss space. What's going on up there? It <laughs> would be cool if all this intersects with each other. Somehow. Yeah, like, and then cool. I'm trying to figure out well, how <clears throat> how is the Shi'ar Empire going to tie in to what the fuck is going on in Nebraska? Or, or is, isn't was Smasher from Nebraska or Iowa? Iowa, okay. And and our friend Cannonballs from Kentucky. Yes. Which, they're all from the Midwest. They're all from the Midwest. Uh, so, anyway, so that's New Mutants. That was New Mutants. And so also, where do we go to next? We're going to X-Force. But before we get to that, I just want to mention also, I realized in the solicitations for Marvel that they're doing this kind of weird thing where it's a Dawn of X trade, and it's like yeah, issue they, one of mm-hmm. every book. Next one, issue two of every book. And I think that's really weird. I don't like I don't like it because they honestly don't really tie that closely together. Only the first few because of X-Force, yeah. when Charles dies. But other than that, no, not really. So I don't know if that's a good way to sell a book. I don't think so. I, I'm not a big fan of it. Like I think you should be collecting them based on their on their titles. Also, uh, screw you, Amazon, because I, I pre-ordered Uh-oh. the um, House of X trade uh-huh. for $35 uh-huh. when the book was still $50. Uh-huh. Then it turned to $60, and they cancel my order and then that's it and when i tried to pre-order it it was 42 that's fucked up yeah fuck that i'm gonna get my even though it's gonna be more money i'm getting at my local comic book store yeah and comic stores have a different cover it's like a variant cover for the book fuck jeff bezos yes run for president probably so um (laughs) he doesn't need to no he's just most billionaires don't (laughs) no but like he has way more power not president yeah probably he runs the fucking world have you ever seen him on south park no it's really funny they made him they made him the uh giant brain guys from star trek oh god so if like he comes in the room he's just talking psychically and he's like the giant brain that's funny that's pretty funny uh all right so x-force three and four benjamin pricey Percy, Percy, and Joshua Kazara. Uh, again, I we've talked about earlier. I really like this issue. I thought it was a really strong issue, and it sets up why and who the X Force are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we start with last issue. If you remember, we found uh, Domino cut up into pieces, basically skin mm. flayed off. Yeah, I know. And it was really horrifying. God, and it was disgusting. That's something I do want to talk about in this issue because it opens even it. more disturbingly yes. like this opening page is so <clears throat> gruesome yeah the art's definitely growing on me for this book yeah it, me too right because it works for scenes like this yeah and but then also like he's very guys is subtly changed his style for yes. like funnier scenes yes so like i really do enjoy how like gruesome his art can be but then also like how like um comical in 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 um what's the word i'm looking for like just um, it, it flows airy. with the dialogue which mm-hmm. is a great way for an artist to do things exactly <clears throat> we'll get to art problems later so hmm. we cut to domino getting her skin cut off and pieces of her cut off 
and it being transferred to the people who became assassins mm-hmm. in the first issue. And we cut back to Kid Omega and Wolverine finding Domino in the tube and fighting off all these weird, like, skinless creatures. And they get Domino out and her eyes missing oh, and, God, like, her whole path of so... face. And apparently, Lis- I... Listeners, if you have access to this book, you should look at it. It's so hard to I'm look at, I'm happy I ended up getting it because my local comic book store forgot to put it in my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I had to get it at a different comic book store. I'm happy I did. Also, I thought in this moment, especially looking at the art, I thought Wolverine was going to kill her. Me like, too. Like, mercy kill. Yeah. Like, hey, don't worry. And then we'll resurrect her. Like... Yeah, she shouldn't be living like this, right? But no, I guess we we'll get to some. Changes. I get. I will figure it out. I guess, but. <laughs> so then we have this giant, like, Resident Evil monster who chases after them, yeah, yeah. basically, like Attack on Titan or some shit. Yeah, dude. and then we cut to Beast and Jean, which this is the Beast I wanted. This, yes. this conversation is exactly what mm-hmm. Beast would say. And I like this scene, even if I don't necessarily agree with the dialogue necessarily. I like where Jean is basically like, because so, so Hank asked Jean. You know, if we can be resurrected, does death have any meaning anymore? Yeah. And, like, what are we even doing? And she's like, yeah, it still has meaning. Like, she's like, I've died more than any of you motherfuckers. <laughs> she's like, what it means is I can now live for other people and not myself. It's Knowing a- that I can come back makes me more connected to the people around me than I would have been. I think I feel like it makes sense of her character saying that, but mm-hmm. I feel like that's a her a very personal experience. Yes, I don't, I don't think everyone don't sees it that way. I, I don't think I would agree with that. Like, yeah. if I could live forever, I'm not sure that would make me a better person. I think it might make me a worse it, person. There's a few characters. There's a few characters. Quite a few characters I think would mm-hmm. be like, no, fuck you. Yeah. Now I'm the forever. It's cool, yeah, that, and that's a rule in this place that yeah. no matter who I am, I get yeah, to come you back. You have to bring me back. Yeah. So I think, and we'll actually get to a theory of mine with that. So um, they bring back Charles finally, which. After the big deal they made about it before, I'm like, oh, that was easy. Yeah, that's what I thought it should be. I that's thought bullshit. There's not even an X-Men on the cover of the Marvel Encyclopedia. Yeah, because they didn't buy it back yet. No, so, um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you think Black Panther would have been on the cover like four years ago? No. That's no. So they bring uh, back Xavier. He comes out he of the pod. Punching and kicking. Now we cut back, and this is where my theories comes into play. We cut back to, oh, sorry, that was next page. To um, Wolverine and Kid Omega fighting this giant Resident Evil monster. Yep. They get out of the building and they get their powers back. And he makes a psychic rocket launcher, which is really cool. Well, they get out of the... Yeah. Go ahead. Maybe this is where your theory is going. They get their powers back because they they got away from it. But they also take her power dampening thing off. Yes. So now they have luck, luck. on their side. Yeah. <laughs> now, next page is them trying to bring back the one survivor of the assassins and someone kills the assassin. I have a theory. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Sabretooth. It's somebody with a big ass hand. It's a big ass hand and mm-hmm. he fucked him over. And somebody who's dirty. Yeah. I mean, it's a dirty hand and he's currently last we saw stuck inside the earth. Yeah. I think that's Sabretooth. Yeah. I mean, if you see, uh, it's a big person, big person, big hand, dirty, mm-hmm. hairy, yeah. dirty, hairy himself. Um, oh, Clint Eastwood. Then we have Magneto and Black Tom Cassidy talking about protection, what we should do, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then we have Xavier, come back, happy to the world, taking pictures. Yeah, and we have our first of two tell-don't-show fucking data pages. Yes. So this book is just humming along. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, by the way, Xavier's back, blah, blah, blah. Like, just so much valuable information about this fifth assassin in a data page. Yes. And then, like you said, Magneto 
Tom Cassidy, Xavier comes back to greet the world as soon as people are starting to ask questions about him being dead. And then a data page, one of the worst data pages <laughs> we could possibly have entitled the Cerebro Sword. Yeah. In which a lot of really good fucking shit happens mm-hmm. that I would love to fucking see. <laughs> like, like, why the- wasn't this... This sword being well, forged. This could have been an this issue. Fucking, this whole, this yeah. whole thing is an issue on its own. Xavier comes back. People are crying. Fucking Black Tom Cassidy feels so good. Right? It's him, right? It feels so good that he... No, this is later. when I'm thinking of Forge. Yeah. Forge. Like, one of them is so happy Xavier's back that he fucking, like, kisses him on the mouth. Like, people are just rejoicing. And we're just... It's... 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 Told, told in like two fucking sentences. Like, it's really weird. It's not great. Anyway, go ahead. Now, uh, Kid Omega is kind of keeping the pain away the or something. Pa- yeah, there. keeping the pain away and like giving her psychic skin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's not a lasting solution. <laughs> no, that's making it very dependent on Kid Omega. Yeah. Um, and they get out of the building, kill the bad guy. And this is why I really like this this whole page because it's basically Xavier realizing we need a CIA. Why the fuck? And and here again, I like issue three and four of X Force, and this is quickly becoming one of my favorite of the books. Yeah, but there is no way and no reason Charles Xavier should not have had this fucking thought going into creating Krakoa. Yeah, there is no reason that his plan should have fallen apart that quickly that he gets assassinated for real. Like I'm still waiting for it to be an like. Oh no, this yeah. was all part of my plan. Yeah, like just. This was all part of my plan to make other people want a, a X Force again. Like, maybe he wanted X Force, but he thought nobody else would be on board, so he like faked his like had like let them kill him or some shit, you know? Like, because this is too fucking convenient, and there and it's also like, man, you guys are really fucking stupid. Yes, that you think you're gonna start your own sovereign nation and everyone's just gonna be hunky fucking dory with it, and that's fine. And like, you don't need your own defense. Like, come on, get your fucking head out of that goddamn tin can. <laughs> We cut to the main bad guy in the mask yeah, with the, the whole pe- group the of people. Peacock, the yeah, peacock, yeah. Uh, I guess, arm. Yeah. Because uh, didn't she say it was a tattoo? Well, it is a tattoo on his fist. Yeah. And he says, because just because as the mutants have come together, Kakoa, the shadows have gathered here. And we'll get more to that next issue, how like the shadows is kind of representing all of, like the hatred of mutants and like mm-hmm. forums and groups and all yeah. that kind of stuff, which I like the idea so that's the end of issue and three. so they they go by the name of Zeno now oh sorry which yes. is pretty on the fucking nose yeah <laughs> uh hate groups usually are on them yeah I guess alright so now X-Force issue four issue four uh we have same creative su- team yes yep. same creative team and I guess still Zeno yeah. attacking love, a base I love the whoever the I can't see who did the the cover art mm-hmm. Delgado is it it's not, I can't see who Dustin Weaver I can't see um it feels very 90s X-Force. Like, the art style of it. Yes. I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. Anyway, good. Uh, we have well, Zeno attacking. <laughs> like, just everybody on the cast of characters. Yeah, which sometimes good and bad. Yeah. Attacking this kind of offshore base. Mm-hmm. Um, At the were... Xavier Pharmaceuticals. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that list, which I really like. Oh, my God. Um, attacking this base and killing off all the different multiple mans. That are there, yeah. Like I think there's just them. one. I think more than one because when they had, when he does that weird psychic flashback thing. Oh, okay. I think there's more than one. Oh, okay. So they attack it. We cut back to the Quiet Council talking about what's happening, mm-hmm. and then Xavier told a story about Hercules 
and his journey and a whole metaphor. Very Xavier. Mm-hmm. Very Xavier slash very Lex Luthor. Yeah. A little bit. Fair, fair. And we cut back to Beast, Sage, and Jean. Check out the crime scene, essentially. And, yeah, this, to me, it looks That's like there's more CIA. multiple men. Let's see here. Is that what you're talking about, the CIA? No. Mm-hmm. I think it's later. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I see multiple. Like, I could see a few different multiple men, yeah. And I actually like this power. I like where it's, like, an image, and then Sage says it's not perfect. It's like getting a... Uh, a sketch artist. A sketch artist, yeah. yeah. Which I like that. It's a little detail. Mm-hmm. Um, they see what happened and what they took. And I think Beast said, like, this was really a distraction. Could be wrong. Maybe yeah. a different book. A distraction for Saul and Kokoa, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they're basically trying to figure out, is this the same group that attacked us on Krakoa or a different group? Yes. And they and see it, they took a lot of data. Yeah. They weren't really attacking the base, but really trying to get data. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to Xavier's various uh, corporations to yes. kind of funnel money for Krakoa. So let's go over Gorilla, sir. <laughs> so we have Xavier Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> just throwing an X in there. Gifted Mind Technologies. <laughs> This might be one of my favorites. Uncanny Valley Farm. It's just fucking great on a couple different levels. Summer's News and Media. <laughs> Evolution Energy. X Mark Spot Mining. Cerebral Films. <laughs> Phoenix Law Offices. <laughs> the Salem Senate Auction and Real Estate. The Blackbird Motors. My personal favorite. The Wolverine Waste, Man- Waste Management. <laughs> and His Dream Philot- Philanthropic Foundation. <laughs> So, which of those would you like to be the name of this title, this episode? <laughs> uh, Wolverine Waste Management. <laughs> um, so, we see he has all these different corporations, and he's becoming more of a businessman, maybe thanks to like the Hellfire Club and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, next page, we see the Quiet Council meeting and talking about this whole idea of we need a CIA, and some of them not liking, like, why are we comparing ourselves to human exactly, traits? Yeah, Mystique. Really brings that up, which I think is great. It makes sense for her because she's always very much like a, mm-hmm. a secret operative, double agent kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, "Well, they all kind of bring up concerns about having a CIA." Yeah, and she's the one who raises the, "Why do we have to do it like them?" Yeah, and then, don't compare us to them. And then Nightcrawler again is there as the voice of reason, the moral compass. Where what does he say? He says. If we're talking about a mutant CIA, I think we need to strongly consider its moral compass. Like he's he's but the one I, who's like I love exactly what what um, Mystique says. Mm-hmm. If we're talking CIA, there is no moral compass. Yeah. Expect except, except nationalism, nationalism, which is true. That's yeah. what all this is for. So I like that they're having that argument of like, do you want a group that whole that's whole purpose is to make sure that no other country can be as good as we are? Yeah. She's being honest about mm-hmm. it. And I love this part with Forge in the oh armory. God, Forge is killing it's it. so good. Oh, my God. I love Forge. First, he gives Wolverine, like, the Predator, uh-huh. uh, Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. like, just like that tough hand- guy handshake. Yeah, like, oh, you know, and then he fucking busts his claws out in his face. <laughs> now, <clears throat> I'm assuming they gave Domino some kind of healing thing. But she still has, like, the she psychic energy. She still looks like she's eye. got his psychic energy thing. At yeah. least in the eye part. Yeah. But he's like, don't worry, I got you. Here's this thing. It's like an extra layer of skin that works from your mind. Mm -hmm. It shoots out stuff. It can stab stuff. It's everything you need right now to be fucking cool, essentially, which is pretty cool. Um, And then I I think my personal part 
It's like, what about you, Junior, when Forge talks to uh, Kid Omega? Yeah. I'm already the awesome weapon. I need no accessories. Yeah, and you just Great, next. Yeah, and, and, then, and then Kid Omega's like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, nope, that's it. Nope, too late. You've got it. That, that's, I, you've had a chance, bye. Yeah. Forge don't fuck around, dude. Nope, and I And then love it. we find out, remember early on, we were like, so what happens when Wolverine dies? How do they bring back his metal skeleton? You find out here yeah. that they just have a shit ton of adamantium laying around. Where? Don't worry about it. Because doesn't it come from space? I don't remember anymore. I mean, it depends really, on what the continuity yeah, is. I don't remember where the fuck it comes from anymore. Uh, we see Forge's daily planner. Oh my, I love his fucking daily planner. His fucking, all right, a new goal. I got to do 500 squats or whatever. <laughs> and then he was like, uh, Krakoan flag, shouldn't we have one and put it on our weapons? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just cracking himself up, dude. There's a whole list of amazing yeah, things. Yeah, and then really he like. talks about his redacted homework. Short Stack Wolverine has requested I build him redacted. The question isn't should I. The question is how long should I make him wait just to annoy him. <laughs> but, like, what do you think it is Wolverine wants? I can only think of him a motorcycle. He loves motorcycles. But he wants it built out of adamantium because he, yeah. he, he, he like, he's like, oh. Because in, in the it's scene like where a pool, they, yeah, yeah and then he get interrupted by Sage. He's like, this actually gives me an idea. Don't suppose you could make me a uh, X-Force. This is Sage. Like, oh, yeah. What the fuck is he going to ask him? But he does have a bit of a grin on his face. So I imagine you're, it's probably like an adamantium motorcycle. Yeah. So it starts to get blowing up. Yeah. Uh, then we cut to one of Xavier's places where he has scientists and says, like, these are human scientists. So they're not going to come back. Yeah. They can't come back. And uh, Zeno attacks them. And then we, this part, I went, holy, holy shit. Holy fuck, right? This part, I really went, holy, holy shit. Holy shit. And this is where I'm like, okay, this book is good. This is like a top three so book So they're now. running into action. Kid Omega, Domino, and Wolverine. Yeah. It's like the main, like, task force mm-hmm. of the X-Force. They run go, run through a portal. Go, go, go. <laughs> Time and is of the Domino can't go. go through. Yeah. And goes, oh, fuck. And it cuts to Kid Omega has been blown up and Wolverine's been blown up in half. Yeah. Kid Omega got decapitated. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah, well, I'm assuming it was a bomb yeah. of some sort. Like, went off, like, right as they were going through the gate. So, like, the gate, sh- like, they blew the gate up. They yes. blew the other end of the gate up. So, as they were going through it, I'm, I'm guessing it was kind of like, like, it's Maybe just, a tripwire kind of thing, like, like the moment they went through. Well, you see them in, the, uh, you see them in one of these panels on the next page, setting up the explosive device on the, on the. Um, oh, yeah, it's all right on the yeah. gate. So, so may- like, maybe it blew- when it blew up because they were halfway right through the gate. as they're going through, it shut down and that's, uh, that's... why it got cut in half. Yeah. But damn, man. Seeing Wolverine cut in half and Kid Omega's fucking head just laying there. And that's how it fucking ends. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. And it's weird because like it's not the same stakes because we know. We know they can come, back. can come back. But it is still fucked up. And But imagine how strong that had to be. They cut his anima- adamantium in half. Well, now I'm assuming <laughs> because I didn't realize they just blew up the gate itself. Yeah. If they were halfway through the gate mm-hmm. and the gate turned off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or cut you in half. There's nothing there. Now, this is where I think we can get some fun stuff of Resurrection. Because one of mm-hmm. these bad guys, can they've obviously been using material to make their own life. Yeah, and now they have fucking Half Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a problem. Yeah. <laughs> For somebody's, a guy who's been cloned before. Somebody's going to have to do some, re- some was it a recon mission yeah. just to get back his half corpse. Yeah. Because you cannot leave his DNA, his adamantium. Or the head of Kid Omega. Or, frankly, the head of Kid Omega. Yeah, like, who's... A god compared to anyone else. Yeah. So, but like, definitely, definitely Wolverine because yeah. he's got that healing factor and he's got that literally unbreakable metal. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it's really dangerous to see what happens after that with what they can do with the pieces they have if they if that's the plan. 
we know these bad guys are prepared and we're seeing yeah, that man. grow in For all real. the books that all these bad guys are getting more and more prepared because the world has changed and they have to be prepared now. Mm-hmm. So I also, I don't know what book they do it in. Maybe X-Force, maybe X-Men itself. I want to see bad guys meeting like, Hey, this is what we need to do to survive. Cause the world's totally different. Yeah. Now. I could, that would be pretty cool. Or even like a giant size one shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's gotta be something where Zeno talks to, Four Some old women. Four old women. <laughs> talks, to talks to Hispanic guys. Talks to, yeah, right. <laughs> talks to the also, people who have that weird um, uh, sentinel in space thing. Yeah. Again, yeah. The only two groups that so far are villains that feel threatening are the group in X-Force. Yes. The Xeno group. And that group from space. That's a combination of like all the like one and sword and all those different fucking Remember, in like, space? yeah, the they had the mega the the sentinel in space. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are the only With the ones mother that, mold. And yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only ones that really feel like they should be threats, but yet four old women are taking them down too. Like, what the fuck is going on? So, anyway, that brings us to fallen, fallen angels. angels three and four. So, if you've been listening to the podcast, we've debated on fallen angels. I've enjoyed it, and, and I have not. You have not. Ah, we're gonna agree with an issue three in particular. I feel, I issue four. I don't think was bad. Oh, I my note for issue four is this issue is a bit better, starting to tie into the the Dawn of X books and more, especially with the tech human hybrid stuff. Yes, like, definitely. It was de- issue four was definitely the most compelling story they've told so far. Yes, but issue but, three. <laughs> Issue three comes first. I have some character issues, some art issues that are fucking atrocious. I will. So I have a note on issue four, especially, but it, it applies to issue three. Can the cover artists just start doing the interiors? Because both yes. covers are very good. I but like the I cover for three. I and think four. they're different. They art, might though. be different artists, but I think they're different artists. But whoever is doing the cover is way better than who's doing the interior. <laughs> so we have Fallen Angels by Brian Hill. And somebody and, uh, Kudransky. We decided it was the guy from the office. Oh, that's right. That's right. John Krasinski. That CIA loving motherfucker. <laughs> um. So we cut back to, and this is where I was confused actually, right from the beginning. Uh, <laughs> always a good, always a good sign. Always a good thing. I'm confused. I really in thought the beginning. Apoth was her daughter, but it is just no. a robot. No, who it, killed yeah. her daughter? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. The daughter was the f- very first casualty. Yeah, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Which is what I was complaining about in the very beginning. We, I thought, which I guess is why you thought it was better because you're like, no, it's not her daughter. I'm like, yeah. It is. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it is. And she's gone now. And it talks about being God and giving birth to God and mm-hmm. Apoth thinking it's a God because it's given life and taking life. Yeah. And it cuts back to this mission we ended with, which I thought was weird also because I thought there was like a random mission we had. That Cable wanted to go on is actually a trap by Apoth. Yeah. So the reason Cable wanted to go on this mission is because he had intel that told him what was going on here. So obviously the intel was just a plant. Okay, that's you fine. Know? Okay, I, I'm okay with that. But this is Depending, where Art this started is why getting it's Team up. Cable. Yeah. But this is where Art started getting. What's the matter? You don't like the way Cable jumps into action? I don't like Cable jumping and then squiggly line jumping and then. The bottom half when like he's jumping sideways. 
all I kept thinking <laughs> while watching this scene, watching this scene, reading this scene is where is he? Yeah. <laughs> like, is he jumping through like a, a time virtual reality? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is he doing? I, the only good thing I can say about this is it's got some equality because the way they're making him jump, showing his, his ass while also <laughs> bending his leg in a very unnatural position. Like that's what they would do to Psylocke for most of the nineties. And yes. so like, all right, that's cool. At least there's some equality there. And also in an X-Men world, both Cable and X-23 have very boring costumes. Yes. Like, they look like nothing. Yeah. But then, and this is where I get annoyed, and I remember you brought this up, but I'm getting more annoyed in this particular issue. Because then we have Psylocke teaching X-23 how to how to, fight how to do some shit she and con- how to do. control your rage. I will say the only good thing is there is a scene where Laura is basically, she's sitting there with her chin on her hand. And she just says, mm-hmm. And I'm reading it like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I know this. I've done but all I don't this. know if that's how it's intended, but I'm reading it like, yeah, I got it, Psylocke. There was one line Psylocke said, like, you don't have to hide who you are from me. That was nice. That's good. That. Yeah. yeah. But, but also, look, speaking of the art, remember how I kept saying it looks like they're just cutting and pasting the the characters into various backgrounds. Yes. Does it Look at the scene where they're at. they're sitting at the truck. That looks like you're actually was pasted. Right? Like, the outline is still there. Like, the white outline of all of them. It's insane. And, like, look how badly they're... Like, how how can Psylocke stand like that? Like, come on. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm more concerned about X-23 and then, what stance. Is, how is Laura st- standing like that? As like, a ballerina pose on like, Rubble. Jesus Christ. So man. they're fighting off this giant robot. And they're going after it. But then... Decent action fighting the robot, trying to claw again. It up. We're back in space, though. Apparently, when she jumps, at this robot. <laughs> back in hyper time, um, they destroy the monster, destroy the the robot, and then <sighs> Psylocke and Laura <sighs> clink with her psychic blade and her actual blade, yeah, which shouldn't work like that. Well, it's the focus totality of her psychic. <laughs> and then they find a kid. Yes, which again, I don't get this because. Laura can go in her mind. Okay. So what I'm reading this is Psylocke tells her to wait because Psylocke senses there's a kid inside the robot. Yes. However, literally two panels before you see Laura sniffing and saying to herself, sweat. So she identifies that there's a living person in there. Mm -hmm. So Psylocke shouldn't need to tell her to wait. Like, Frankly, I read this as Laura is cutting this open to get to a person. Yeah. And like Psylocke's like, wait, there's a person. I'm like, yeah, bitch, that's what she's doing. <laughs> Laura knows what the fuck she's doing. So the little boy says, don't kill me. Thanks to be tra- translated by Laura, which you think Psylocke can just, whatever, read his mind. Yeah, again. Um, yeah. It's fine. They calm him down and she reads his mind to see what he saw. And she's like, oh my God. And it cuts to Cable, who I guess was captured. Um, Cable gets tricked, yeah, at some point during this issue. Oh, yeah, so Cable gets blown away by the robot. Yeah. Which, again, this is one of the only times I have been like, well, this team Cable fits in with the one from X-Men because he's a fucking dumbass. (laughs) And he messed up. (laughs) Like, he made a mistake, and now he's been blown away from the rest of the team. Yeah. And here's the name being called out. He mm-hmm. grabs the gun and sees this weird, like, rippling ghost Which image. Which, honestly, is pretty cool looking. It's pretty cool, actually. Like and I do like the... I actually like the end result of what it ends up looking like. Yeah, that's pretty creepy looking. I will give you that. Um, he's fighting him off. Again, weird art with the smile. Yeah. Or just, like, the ah face. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but he gets shot from behind with something that... 
knocks him out or takes him to space (laughs) or takes him to heaven because all of a sudden there's white light around him again why i'm gonna move the microphone away from my face okay why is there so many fucking close-ups we don't need that many close-ups of people's faces there's a lot of close-ups in this picture there's a lot of close-ups i don't know what's happening like and i I get that oh that's the artistic intent you don't know what's happening i don't know what's happening to the extent that like I don't want to keep reading because I don't know where I am. Brian Hill, I can't defend your choices if you keep making them worse. And this isn't. This might not be a Brian Hill. It might be the artist. Yeah, yeah. It might be John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Stop focusing on just regular paper and uh, help us out, or your sports company. Well, that was that was the season, right? Yeah, I think I'm doing some I, deep dives. Yeah. Did, yeah. <laughs> Stop focusing on sport gambling, whatever that company <laughs> whatever was for. Whatever the fuck he's doing. Don't let the cameraman sleep with your wife. Anyway. Ooh. Boom mic guy. So, yeah, it wasn't even the cameraman, dude. <laughs> what are we doing? Not even anyway, good enough for the so then we and this is another thing that annoyed me. Why are we getting this whole thing about a member of the hand? Oh, again. I, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't even read all of it. I was like, I, I don't think this is I important. Skimmed it. Yeah, I skimmed it. I, I don't think this is important. Episodes from the scrolls of the exile, like who gives a fuck? So that's how we're gonna treat that page. And then we cut to uh Psylocke inside the mind of this kid and seeing what he saw. And back to Cable. Yes. And a big X around No. That, that's Cable, right? No, that's Laura. He With just dropped his gun. gun. Uh, he dropped his oh, gun. Oh, she's smelling where yeah, he yeah. was. Okay, yeah. yeah. And there's an X marked the spot. Yeah. Convenient. Um, then we get, to me, one of the worst art pages. Oh, great. Let me see. Where are you at? <laughs> Is it this one? Yeah, it's that one. What the f- I showed that to Jess. I, I called her into the room and said... What the fuck is that? Um, I don't even care what they're talking about right now because everything distracted me. We have a chibi um, Psylocke and a Native American. Maybe it's Moonstar, Moonstone. Yeah, yeah. For yeah, some it reason, Laura. It's not Laura. <laughs> it's I think it's Moonstone, right? That's her name. Um, Mirage. Let's just say Mirage. Oh, oh, Daniel Moon. Yeah, Star. Moonstar. Moonstar, I think. Right. Yeah. Shit, now I, I'm pretty now sure that's that's her because. Yeah. <laughs> This a Valkyrie has come. A Native American Valkyrie has come to talk about. It makes happening. no goddamn sense. No. And this art, this is the one where they just gave up. They, like, they've been drawing Psylocke pretty poorly, in my opinion, for three issues straight. But this is... But at worst. least she's not a chibi, fat she, chibi character. She looks like a baby. Like, it's is baby it because idea. she read a baby's mind and now she turned into Does a baby? She turned into a baby. <laughs> It's very odd. What were they even talking about? But it's probably because he was spending so much time drawing this other character. Well, they're both talking about their life the experience. Page. Their life experience about like being a war child, basically, mm-hmm. and forced to fight. But like you said a few episodes ago, I feel like Laura already got over this. Yes. I do feel like she's already went through her emotions and her issues and dealt with she this doesn't, shit. Like, it's a, a fucking regression for her. Like, yeah. Yeah, anyway. You'll know how I feel if you watch Rise of Skywalker. So, I was going to say, um, I was getting ready to say, it's exactly what you were saying your feelings for. And then the last page is this pretty awesome looking bad guy who yeah. talks about how like technology is the future, a theme we're getting again. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this event book should be like technology evolution versus yeah, like, mutants. And there is a skipping ahead to the next book real quick. He does go further into that in, in Fallen Angels 4 where he basically says... The mutants have taken themselves out of the equation. You've, yeah. dis- you've sequestered yourself, but evolution doesn't stop, bitch. Like, Basically, it was really... You thought evolution stopped with you, but 
It doesn't. It was a definitely an interesting conversation which, to look at that. Which, again, was the first time that I felt like Fallen Angels was playing in the same sandbox as the rest of the of the ones. Yes. Because that is basically what the the Powers of Ten book was. Yeah. Of, of humans evolved through technology to to surpass the mutants. And all it takes is one, maybe like a Donald Pierce type character to bring mm-hmm. these teams together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so here we are. We are here at issue four of Fallen Angels. I like the cover. Yeah, nice cover. Uh, we have Psylocke and uh, X-23 kind of scoping the area, and they see a bunch of kids being mind-controlled by Apoth. Mm-hmm. And they know, like, what do we do because there's kids there now. They're having a conversation about all that and the morals and whatnot. We cut back to uh, Cable being tortured by this well, First, weird... what happens is she said, Laura asked Psylocke, should we talk to Elizabeth? Uh, Braddock about yes. what's going on. That was interesting because and she's like, "Bitch, I'll never mention her name." Yeah, again. it was immediate. Like you know, that strikes a nerve with me because mm-hmm. she had my body. I do, and I will say this was one of the the places where I was like, I like this dialogue. So this whole issue, I think, had really good dialogue. I thought so yeah. too. So like this scene in particular is like you're being led into something. This is Laura, and then Psylocke interrupts it, Laura, and it goes, "I don't need help from Elizabeth Braddock. Never mention her to me again." And Michael, like I can hear her saying it very calmly. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that's very good. Like I, it came, it came through very, like this. I'm delivering this very calmly, and if you do it again, I will fucking murder you. Basically, like it's a, almost a veil threat. Mm-hmm. You know, like never bring up that name again. And I did, I did enjoy that. Yeah. Um. So we cut to Cable being tortured by that weird. Uh, I don't even know how to describe him, honestly. Like a Grim Reap technology uh, Grim Reaper. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like, what's his name from He Man? Skeletor? Skeletor? Yeah, he's like... <laughs> a Grim Reaper Skeletor with a bunch of metal stuff. Yeah. So, he talks about what you just mentioned about technology kind of overthrowing and moving evolution forward, which all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I am skimming a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, we cut back to the kids, and Apoph lets uh, Psylocke touch one of the kids and enter its mind. Mm-hmm. And we finally kind of get an origin story for yes. this creature entity 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 yeah because i think it's like just pure technology almost. yeah and like I, just like a sentient technology i felt a little lost in the conversation a few times yeah because i didn't know what moment he was talking about yeah where he was saying psylocke was the first one who was nice to him and let yeah. him in so it, it took me a minute to realize like he so he basically when psylocke was sent on a mission to destroy apoth but when she got to his where he was being held or where it was being held. It made Psylocke, it was a pitch dark room. It made Psylocke think it was a child. It spoke with a child's voice because it, it felt like it was just born and it was natural to speak with that kind of voice. And so she decided to let him live. Yeah. Come to find out it's not, that's Apoth. It's just that glowing box. Yes. Like he's, he's like not a person, not a, like it's a, entity it's a but because celestial thing almost. she like, allowed him to be live. free to live she he, he thinks of her as his mother mom, yeah you know? like you let me be something more and grow mm-hmm. so thanks to you you're my mother like and almost like this is all your fault now bitch. yeah it's also like <laughs> and if you don't accept that i'm gonna murder everybody yeah and i am a god mm-hmm. and because i'm a merciful god i won't kill your friend and i won't kill these kids yeah but i'm gonna do other stuff yeah, yeah. don't get in my way kind of thing which felt a little odd because it's a bad guy trope. Yeah. But, you know. But then near the end, she says, like, can you see it? 
Yeah. And I was like, does this mean like he's in her mind or mm-hmm. he's doing this? In yeah, reality? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know for sure really what it is at this yeah. point, but so yeah. Um, Apoth appears to her as silver server. As silver server. <laughs> my, yeah. My note to myself was so Apoth is silver server or Dr. Manhattan or what is this? Yeah. Like, uh, not gonna lie. I did not read this phone interview. Wait, what? Did you not see it? Oh, I just saw it to be continued. I thought it was done. <laughs> Shit, no, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, they, so don't worry about it. It's it's probably something, whatever. Phone interview, yeah. It's something from Japan. It's probably more about that secret cult or whatever. Probably the whole technology thing, yeah. yeah. So, Well, my bad, everybody. <laughs> that's Fallen this Angels. This is the first Fallen Angels issue I'm giving two stars, though. Yeah, yeah, no, I've I thought given, I, I've given all the others. I think it was solid. Star. It was definitely the most I, solid. It was definitely better. The art was consistent. The art was consistent. I think it was still not good. I still not do great. not care for this art, I, and it's even more apparent when the cover art is very good. <laughs> that's that's. <fair. laughs> and it's like this is not what I'm getting. I feel like there were less close ups in this issue. There, yeah, you know what? A there were. Co- Maybe that's why I liked it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and they were too. used more effectively. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, I thought it was a good issue. I did, issue I did good. put this down thinking, and I read this one right before I came over here. Yeah, and I did think to myself, shit. I don't want to buy any more of these. I, got, <laughs> I, like well, I can't like hey, it now. We said the arc. We said the first arc. Yeah, like, which is like five or one six more. issues. Yeah. Like, yeah, usually five. We'll see if it ends Yeah, we'll five. see if it ends. Yeah. Now we have another great one, Marauders. Where are we going? Marauders? Okay. Yep, we have Marauders. And it starts with a group of kids in Brazil trying to get off the island mm-hmm. to meet the Marauders to get to safety. And we have Pyro making this giant flame at the other... Uh, boats with um what's the dragon's name again? I've heard the dragon's Lockheed. name. Lockheed. Um I did like this little moment where is it where the kids get to the beach mm-hmm. and what did one of them say? Uh, he's like, oh uh fuck you paragon and yeah. he's like fish does not speak for he all of us. Speak for us. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> like don't, no don't hurt us. I did like this because it's clearly like setting up that they're like the Marauders split into two. We got Kate and Bishop doing something that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Cause they don't and have then, to always be together. Exactly. And storm is leading while they're gone. And so it's great to see storm in a leadership role again, especially for something like saving kids Yeah, and like telling people, no, you're fucked now. Storm is here. And like just shooting a guy with lightning. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And I do like pyro being with her still. I don't know where the fuck Iceman is. Uh, um, well, there was I, no. He's he's there. Oh, is he? Okay. He's uh. Go next page. He was there opening the gate for the, welcoming the kids to the gate. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so he obviously didn't help with the fight at all. Yeah. Um, but I do like Pyro because we saw that recently where Pyro was very much like, "Don't kick Storm." Like he loves Storm. Yeah, he loves Storm. He loves Storm. So I like him being like, "Yeah, I'm here with Storm," and I love how like, like cool and like just letting like she just let Pyro do his thing. Yeah. Let him like burn people up. Let, but then it's. He offers the kids beer as they're getting on the boat, yeah. and she's like, "No, no." And he's like, "Oops, sorry." Because he's still pyro. She's like, pyro. Um, he's like, "Oops, sorry." And then we cut to uh, Bishop and Kitty Pride on a skyscraper jumping down, and <laughs> definitely Bishop being like scared, like, "What's happening?" Oh, I love this part where he's like, "So what? What did you and Logan infiltrate when you did this?" And she's like, "Oh no, you misunderstood me." I told you Logan, I told Logan I could do this. And he said it was crazy. Like <laughs> she's coming up with plans that even Wolverine thinks are too crazy. And later in the issue, he does hint to what you mentioned a few mm-hmm. ep- episodes ago. of Like, yeah. why are you acting like this? Yeah, yeah. Like what's going on? Really? Mm-hmm. Like talk to me. 
and she's still offering him to be the red bishop. Yeah. And literally he, saying, Bishop's in your name. Yeah, like, come he's on. Like, God, stop it. No, that's not happening. I'm not doing this. I never really know what accent to give Bishop. He's from the future. I kind of think of the animated series, kind yeah. of. Yeah. There are many times where I just hear the voice actors still yeah, totally. like in my head. Like, I, There's not a day, there's not a scene with Gambit that I don't hear that voice in my head. Yeah, you know? I probably base my Kitty Pride voice off this show that's playing in the background of X-Men Evolution because she's True. a big part of the show. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see. Because I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just have, she just has a regular voice in my head. I get like a slightly high pitched voice. True. Yeah. So they they're going into the the building of that racist. That should just be an episode we do one time where we just we just talk about the voices we give characters in our. Head. I mean, Ke- what does this person? Kevin sound like Conroy to you? Yeah. is always going to be Batman. Batman, right? Yeah, that'd be fun to see. So, we see them getting into the building of the. Was she a president? She's or her wife wife of the president. No, because I don't think he was the. Pre- I don't know who they are. I don't. Just a big leader. They're yeah. They're yeah. there's some political high up political person. Yes. They were in the first issue of Marauders. This woman complained that the Mara- that the X Men took her, her husband. husband. Yeah. She went through a portal and never came back. Mm-hmm. And the Marauders had no idea what they were talking about. So they're breaking into a building to see what's really going on. They phase through the top of a building. Uh, the top of the of the parachute is still in the building. Yeah, so they can get out, though. Yeah. Right? It wasn't it like they're... Because they have 90 plan. seconds. Like, yeah. we can get in and out in 90 seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, I love this little part where she's like, oh, this is real ivory, and just shoves it into the mm-hmm. wall. <laughs> yeah, so this was one of the, like... So I started feeling in this issue that, like, Kate was acting a little bit more focused yes. than she had been. And I'm wondering if it's because she's accepted a new role. She's starting to accept that she doesn't need Krakoa. Yeah. And like, cause she went right back to her, like just righteous ways with this ivory thing. Like, cause Kate pride has always been just a self-righteous little pain in the ass. Yeah. So I like her, that little character moment of just dropping the ivory in the wall, I think was fucking a nice signal to show like, all right, this is still Kitty pride. She's still in there somewhere. You know, uh, they realize it's a hollow background behind the big painting of the husband and wife. Mm-hmm. They go into a room, which has another box inside it. Boxes and this and boxes. They, and this is what I really liked. They find the missing man in this tiny room. Mm-hmm. And he's like the god savior or whatever. Yeah, at first he's like, oh, Bishop, Kitty, you came for me. I I'm prayed like, and prayed for you mutants to rescue me. Yeah, like at first when he started calling them by their names, I'm like, oh, shit. Is he somebody like, is somebody's consciousness stuck in his body? And like, he, he like, and I started like getting all these crazy theories. And then he was like, oh, the mutants came. I'm like, oh, he's one of those people. Yeah. Um, which again we're bringing up these people that worship them, people mm-hmm. that hate them, yeah. and this guy thinks you'll take me to Krakoa, even though it's exclusively for me. Yeah. Um, they're a little confused what's going on, mm-hmm. and they, they have like a so, little sidebar. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, of course you go ahead and talk. La 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 la. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, really like that. Um, this order, um, order of X, I guess is the is what cult. they're calling the cult. Yeah. Um, and then. We see gas come in the room, and these women again. Technology is mm-hmm. not really. I thought like is this like Lady Death, but it, that's what daughter? they call her. Like they have Lady Deathstrike type mutate. Like they're clearly not Lady Deathstrike. No, or trained because yeah. they beat them very easily. But like, yeah, even she's like, yeah, they're clearly taking technology or taking. Oh, like body modification. Can I tell you? I thought for a second they sliced her neck because that scarf she's wearing. Yeah. And the art tricked me for two seconds. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, Kitty, why didn't you face? It's a red scarf <laughs> and it's on her neck and yeah. she gets cut on the neck. And I was yeah. like, Jesus. 
Um, I also love when they punched her in the nose, and she's like, "It was Damn almost it, it healed." Just started to heal. Almost I love, I love that little. I love that little moment too. So this was really fucked up because I'm like, "What does that do to you?" When she phases a pillow right? into her chest and her face. Oh my god! I know. I should, <laughs> she, I'll leave it there. She's just freaking out. Mm-hmm. So they beat up these two not lady death strikes, and they pull this man out, and they take her right in front of everyone at yeah. this anti mutant rally. And show everyone the husband's still alive. Peace. Like, just kind of drop him off yeah, there. Like, hey, we found your missing husband. Uh, we get to private communication between Bishop and Hank, uh, Beast. And we see that they have been kind of talking. And Hank's kind of pushing him to become the yeah, Red Bishop. Yeah, he wants like, him to do it. Yeah. We need more good guys in the Hellfire yeah. Club. And you can make was, a difference. I, I, that was such a Beast move, too. Are we running out of time? I don't know. What's up, honey? And then you walk away. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, leave that in. That's no, fine. It's oh, good. I will. Cause I'm never gonna find it. <laughs> um, and then she's complaining. The uh, high politician woman is complaining that my life has ended on stage, and this is bullshit, and blah blah blah. And then and... you get these old shitheads. Okay, I don't know them. I don't either. I did a little research. Apparently, they were. Um... Wait, wait. Were they from the Wolverine X Men yes. run? Mm-hmm. So I vaguely remember yeah, them. That's, like they're they're and they're not mutants. Apparently, apparently no, they're, they're not. They're just like smart kids. They're just like really smart kids who want to be another Hellfire Club. I guess I have to read Wolverine X Men. I know yeah. the first trade's hard to find. You have to get yeah. like the collection or something. I'll look it up. Yeah. See if they made a new edition. But I'll um, see if it's on Marvel Unlimited too. Oh, digital. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you gotta, man. No, I I I, I you get gotta it. get on. I get it. It's, getting hard <laughs> i was going here's the storage thing. is getting hard <laughs> here's the thing i will i will tell you that's probably something i should tell you off the air because don't need to waste everybody's time with it but one <laughs> i was going before you and i had that conversation about the beer trimmer i was going to get you a subscription to yeah. unlimited but i know you don't like reading them on tablets i don't and you don't have older a tablet ones yet yeah you you would read them on the computer and it doesn't work well on there it works a lot better on the Is tablet. that why Jess asked me, do you have a description yeah. of Marvel Unlimited? Uh-huh. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> anyway. Her subtle way of going, I don't know, let me just ask yeah. him. Yeah. And I was like, why would she ask me that? Yeah. <laughs> One of my friends. <laughs> as soon as actually Caitlin, like, he'll just get a description of this. Yeah. So, so yeah, these little kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Evil, un- evil I, yeah, I'm or interested. I, I hear that they're kind of, like, not everybody's favorite. Yeah. But I think in this creative team's hands, I think there's a lot of promise. Yeah. Because the you know Jerry Duggan's doing a fucking wonderful job. Yeah, no, this is plot. probably the best book, I guess. It really, especially now that New Mutants is now in Changing? space. Yeah, <laughs> like no, this might be the best book. Yeah. All right. So, All right, so this is where Marauders. you're going to take control because I read right, so this. we're going to half awake. So where are we going? Excalibur now. Excalibur number okay. one. And I read this a while ago. So hold on a second. Let me find my notes. Okay. So good. It opens with Gambit. Now, can so, I say also, I felt like we missed an issue the way this book worked. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I felt like we missed an issue of how we got back to Earth, which I know they left at the end. But like, They did. They left at the end. The way they're talking, I felt like I missed something. It was yeah. really frustrating. It, it definitely was like, all right, let's 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 jump ahead a little bit. I would say we probably jumped ahead about four or five days yeah from where we left them last from what i can tell so excalibur number four right is that what we're on now yes okay excalibur four teeny howard and ironically Marcus ironically i can tell you 
just like you like that last issue of Fallen Angels the most, mm-hmm. I actually enjoy this. What I remember of this issue, right? Yeah. Looks, uh, yeah, this was okay. So I did enjoy this this issue as well. There, I did have a, a couple complaints. Um, so it starts with Gambit pining over Rogue in her in her floral coffin. Sunspot. Hmm? Sun, like sunspots here okay oh wow cool man i really gotta watch it this is a good show x Evolution was a good show yeah. like the tr- the opening credits keep coming up and i keep seeing boom boom too yeah like, <laughs> boom boom's in this shit too holy shit anyway. sunspot Iceman looking like cypher but whatever um <laughs> he does yeah right like it looks like fucking cypher oh they got kids on clean oh is that multiple man Probably multiple man yeah <laughs> anyway is that is, that's how we should do our episode we should find a way to like just watch it and record at the same time. Like if we can just do a com- audio, audio commentary. Yeah, like just audio <laughs> commentary for him. Anyway, okay. So Gambit is pining over Rogue, who is still in her coffin. He's basically telling her what what they've been up to, and that Betsy is the new Captain Britain, and that she's off to London to meet with the Queen. And so he is tired of waiting around for Betsy, so he is heading off to London as well. My man is very angry and emotional. So yes. as he's walking up to Buckingham Palace, there is a group of angry mutant or uh, uh, protesters. Anti-mutant. Anti-mutant is the word I'm looking for. Somebody throws a bottle at him, and that is it for my man Gams. <laughs> he lights it up, charges it, throws it back at him, and that's how the issue opens. So then we come to find um, Jubilee giving Richter a lesson in how the UK works, which is kind of weird. Like, I would just... Can I, I admit it's on me? I uh, I like this because I didn't know. Oh, you didn't, okay, I, I didn't right. know exactly I'm glad how it you worked. Stop me before I start talking because <laughs> then I would have really felt like a like I like a lot of British stuff, like British television. Yeah. I never knew like okay, British people are mm-hmm. English, but English aren't always yes. like I, I wasn't always. Positive I, and that. I appreciate that Jubilee because Jubilee is always the one who everyone treats like she's stupid. Yeah, so I like that she's getting to teach somebody something. So that's fun. But um, they suspiciously left out Scottish people, which I thought was kind of weird. Aren't they actually trying to get independence again because of the yeah. whole Brexit thing? Oh, 100%. Oh. <laughs> so Richter learns some shit. And then there's a moment where she's like, oh, I'm glad you're feeling better. So Apocalypse fixed your powers. And then he says, no, he prefers A or however it's pronounced. Yeah. And um, and then she's like, uh, what did he do to you? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he just listened. And he was very cult-like again. He just listened to me. He was just there when I needed him. But cult-like with Apocalypse is more it is, dangerous. It is very dangerous. But it also, like, going back to some of the, the mental illness stuff that he was dealing with, the depression stuff he was dealing with before, it is very similar to, like, what people go through. Like, Jubilee's basically saying, like, Krakoa is filled with your friends. Yeah. Shatterstar or long Shatterstar. Yeah. Shatterstar is here for you. We're all here for you. Yeah. Why the fuck are you listening to Apocalypse? It's one of those things where it's like the first person who got to him. That and I've seen a lot of people with depression and Mm -hmm. even myself. It's sometimes more comfortable to talk to a stranger. Exactly. And I think that's what's happening here. Just like Like, a therapist. It's a stranger that won't judge you. Is it's somebody who's coming to you telling you it's okay. And you don't know this person, so it's easier to believe a person you don't know because you don't think they would be telling you it just to make you feel better yeah even though that's exactly what apocalypse is doing because he's manipulating fucking everybody is that scarlet witch i think that's scarlet witch Ugh. anyway that one that designs not that's early 2000s that's that's very <laughs> early 2000s anyway okay so what i do like so gambit's out there just fighting the shit out of fucking anti she's the main girl from the craft anyway she really is <laughs> um and then richter and jubilee come outside and they're like hey what are you doing we were told to behave and he's like oh they threw a bottle at me and I'm like oh that's good enough that's all we need to know so like three of the hot the most hot-headed characters around yeah without betsy are like getting in a fight and then that's when betsy comes out 
makes him stop because she's Captain Britain now, so they got to listen to her. So this issue should have been called I'm Captain Britain now, motherfucker. Yes. Because she had to defend that shit. She had to defend lot. it multiple times. So basically, Betsy was meeting with the Queen. We get a data page about, which was kind of confusing to me. We get a data page about how the sovereignty of Otherworld and Britain works and what Captain Britain's role in it is basically anything that involves Otherworld is 100% Captain Britain's realm. Yes. Anything that's kind of in between, Captain Britain has to report to the Queen. Yes. Which it comes to play at the end. So they all go back... And meet to, with Apocalypse. They all go back to meet with Apocalypse. It's always... All right, here's another theme in all these books, especially X-Force and this. It's uh-huh. like... I guess we're a team now. Yeah. Like, we're here's our meeting room because we just happened to have well, a meeting. Well, this one makes a little bit of sense because Apocalypse, it, it, again, I kind of forgot about this until this issue. Apocalypse called them all. He wanted this team. That is true. Because he wanted them, he picked them because he thought they would be the best ones to help him do whatever he's trying to do in the other world. Yes. And that's how Betsy ended up as Captain Britain. But he does he does say in this, he's like, oh, remember I called you guys together. Um, I'm going to need, I need somebody who's really good at moving rocks. Yeah. And somebody who's really good at stealing shit. You know anybody like that? And so we got Richter and Gambit going on a mission together. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip over this shit with uh, Jubilee for a little bit. So Jubilee's back in Krakoa talking to Brian's wife who fled to Krakoa because she's a mutant. I don't know the history between some of these characters, so I wasn't That's why lost. I'm like kind of going to... Not go too much into I'm not going to go... Yeah, so I don't know for sure. But the third Braddock brother is there. Jamie, I believe well, his second. name is. Or second brother. Yeah. I meant sibling. Yeah. The, the third sibling is there. Jamie Braddock, who's being a real smarmy son of a bitch. Yeah. But he does mention something like, oh, like, she was like, don't say that about your brother's <laughs> fucking wife. And he's like... Oh, I thought we were on Krakoa now. I thought we were all sleazeballs. Like, yeah. the way he was like, I thought we were all just fucking each other now, dude. I thought it was cool. Um, oh, yeah, he's wearing a toga. Yeah, like, like he's just there. really leaning into the sex cult. Yeah, he's the guy who doesn't appreciate he can't die anymore. Yeah. He's one of those people. Yeah, he's the one who's like, well, now I can just fuck forever. Um, okay, so we get to probably my favorite and least favorite part of the book, which is Gambit and Richter on a mission together. Yeah, they have good chemistry. Though. They have really good chemistry. And this felt like Gambit again. And it felt like Gambit, and then it stopped. Like, when I don't the think Teeny. Yeah, I don't think Teeny Howard has a great gasp on his dialect and yeah. like the way he would talk. Because there's sometimes she does it. There's not enough just random French expressions thrown in. Yeah. There's not enough like like uh, devil may care attitude hmm. that he generally has. And there's one part where he says, "I need your help, man." It's like. No. In no world would Gambit ever call somebody man. No. Mon ami, home, like like anything like that. But never fucking Garçon. He'd call him Garçon <laughs> before he calls him man. And like, like there should be a more more moments of Gambit just being almost too confident and smooth. Like, I can handle this. Yeah, he's like, uh, we're just stealing rocks. I yeah. can handle stealing rocks. But then the druids come. And I do like this part because they're like, oh, wow. He's at what, so, talking about Richter is at one with the earth as well. Yeah. And that is all we... Love, you know, so like he's Richter, <laughs> Richter is in a very vulnerable mental state right now, so he's really susceptible to this flattery, yeah, which oh, which kind of then eventually leads to Gambit's death. <laughs> <laughs> so they're stealing these rocks that are supposed to contain the essence of the the mutants that we met a couple issues ago. Is that what from, it meant? Okay, yeah. I was a little lost. So they were the the ones that were supposed to like when you combine them, they could never be lost. Yeah. So they're trying to find basically, I guess they're fossils, really, if you think about it. That yeah. still has their power 
And the Gambit steals what he thinks are them. But then the Druids are like, because we like this guy, we'll give you the real ones. <laughs> you stole the old ones. <laughs> like, So they give him the good crystals. Um, they fight off the Druids. The Druids then take Richter in as one of their own. Give him the face paint and the cloak. Give him the, the crystals that he's looking for. But then he kind of loses control of his powers a little bit, I think. Yes, and Gambit falls. And Gambit falls into a crevice. And right pretty much when he does. So here, so then we cut to Betsy and Pete. Well, right before that, when he's falling out of the crevice and, and uh, Rick tries to save him, his power activates goes again. again. Yeah, so he, yeah, and that's he what it was. He, Gambit slips, and then he goes to save him, and that's when his powers go out of control. And, and that felt very on Gambit. I feel like Gambit could... I mean, he will. He's not, obviously not dead. No. But I feel like he'd be like, nope, I got this. And like, yeah, like bounce Gambit, off a wall or like something. A stick, his his, yeah, where's his bow would have come out. Like some shit. He would have he would have charged up the ground next to him and like give himself a push. Speaking of Gambit, he's on the screen right now. Yeah, it's like a hipster kind of. Yeah. Like a not, young Matthew McConaughey. I'm not sure I appreciate. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. I would like to see him without that head thing on to see what his hair really looks like. Because right now it looks like he just has one of those bowl cuts. Yes. And I'm not feeling that. And his, are his eyes always like that? Like oh, his eyes red? are always red. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. They should so, be. <laughs> Gambit done right, his eyes should be red. Anyway. Here's commentary on random episodes of X-Men Evolution <laughs> this playing is in the background. A thrill. If you've made it this far, listeners, we applaud you and we love you. <laughs> this will probably be our longest episode because there's it's so many already books. at an hour and 36. Okay. Um, okay, so Betsy's meeting, Betsy and Pete Wisdom are meeting with uh, the Coven Akaba, which basically out, ousted, or not, um, doxed, Betsy as a mutant. Yes. So they basically told the world that Captain Britain is a mutant now, which kind of caused a divide. And they set it up. So basically they're making her think, I'm not sure this is real or not, but they're making her think because they use dragon fire in the other world that it, 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 um, burn basically, or, or, or got rid of the thin wall between the other world and our world. Yeah. And now our world is being attacked by mythical creatures from the other world. Yeah, it's and all so, your fault because you're disgusting. And it's all mutant. your fault because you're a dumb mutant and you don't know what you do. And I think there's, and and I'm sure there's a line something about like the queen also is gonna know about this. Yeah, and I, I'm sure t- the author did this on purpose too. But like, there's a definite hint of sexism here too. Where like, yes. your brother wouldn't have done this, and and it wasn't more of, and it was said in very much of because he's not a mutant, but it's also yeah, he's no. a man and he would have known not to do this type thing. You know. Yeah. But I don't think I honestly not sure that's really what happened. Are they I not think they're allowed to show up. the queen in the comic? Is that like probably. a actual rule? I don't think so. I think they're probably just because I, it I remember the Daily Show was like banned because they made fun of the queen in a sketch. Oh man, I, I they were banned. It's not like it's not like um, the Muslim religion where you can't yeah. depict. I mean, you can, you can depict her. Like there have been like she's on a drawing of hers on the cover of the Sex Pistols album, so you can do it. I guess so. Um. Anyway. So we jump back after that. We see where the lighthouse is, the Excalibur lighthouse. There's all these weird goblins coming out. Yes. Uh, Apocalypse is talking to Rogue. The war has reached our shores, Rogue. But we know, but we know better. We have been working since the beginning, haven't we? And as soon as he says that, Rogue wakes up. Yeah, that was sketchy. So sure. this is clearly the episode, the issue where. Apocalypse is getting tired of waiting for everybody to do his plan, so he's pushing everybody to do it faster. Yes, he's like, "Remember, I, I brought you all here. You guys go do this." Uh, Rogue, wake up now! Like he's like he's making this happen. Yeah, what if this first event has to do with Apocalypse? I'm I'm fine with it. Like him I, as I'm guy. liking this Apocalypse. I like him because he's being very like 
conniving still. Yes. But it also feels like he's not against the mutants. No, like, like he, he wants does, to force progress. He's he again. He's view. he's forcing progress forward. He's he's he still thinks the humanity is unworthy. He says yes, it in that X Force yeah. issue as well. So like it's very much like Apocalypse has his plans, and you're you're unwittingly helping him with his plans. Yeah. And I'd like to see what happens later when they're like, all right, well now we know what his plans are. Are there is there going to be another section of mutants who are like. I like Apocalypse's idea. Well, we mentioned very early on, We I think when we talked about the issue where he came and joined the island, if any character in Mutants thinks he can do it better, oh, yeah. it's Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> so that's it's definitely interesting to see if, where they're going to go with that. And we should mention also, they did push back the two X-Men issues. Yeah. Which, thank God, would have been ten this issues. would have been, yeah. We would have been. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have to do a part one, part two yeah, situation. Yeah, we would have had to. I was honestly thinking at some point, like, maybe we should have done a phone a phone one for the first three from last week or whatever. Yeah, like, like just we should have broken. Do it during up. that week. Yeah. yeah, if we get some week where it's like ten books, we have to do it like every week. If this happens again, we might have to break it up. Yeah. Okay, so now we have one more left, right? Or is no, that's that, it. Is it? That's okay. it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let's uh, check the Twitter machine. The telethon. If you call the number, donate yeah. to the. Yeah, this Four podcast families. is brought to you by li- listeners like you. Can I just say, this week I had so many goddamn books. Because a lot of books were ending. Mm-hmm. Like the end of the Tom King run, which was disappointing. Yeah. The uh, the end of the Jason Aaron run for Thor, which was good. The end of the Snyder Capullo book, three-part book, was really good. But there mm-hmm. were so many finales. Yeah. And there were so many books. I've never had a stack this big right. as I had this week. It's been It's crazy. I mean, I... Obviously, I haven't quite some time either because yeah. I don't read them regularly except for now when I'm reading X-Men. But having all the X-Men books eight, and the stack. Yeah, eight, eight fucking X-Men titles in the two weeks since we've been on six, right? Here's no, how big five the stack from was. this week. Here's how big the stack was this week. I bought the first stack on Wednesday mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to come back when I get paid on Friday and get the yeah. rest of it. That's crazy. That's what man. I had to do. Yeah. Like, and it's the first so stack much. was like 40 bucks and the second one was 30 mm-hmm. with my discount. Yeah, right. So, and like, I still had to go out and buy two X-Force books. And then you had to go back and more. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fucking nuts. But, so I'm taking some books off my list this year yeah. resolution. And I believe, though, if I'm not mistaken, I think ended. this is it for the for 2019. I don't think any more X-Books are coming out. I don't know what's coming Christmas, out next right? week. For Christmas, you can look it up if you want. I'll, I'll look it up later. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty it, sure Christmas is usually really light. I don't think any, any I don't books. think there's an X book coming out this week. No, I think that's why they shoved them all this merciful. This week. Yeah, um, it's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. So since we're on the topic of Christmas, okay. let's talk about what we're gonna do for the holidays. Wait, did we talk about this on air? Or we talked. I, about I think it's on private. Okay, I believe so. If not, you're gonna hear it twice. <laughs> it's, it's so good, you're gonna hear it twice. <laughs> so we are going to watch the premiere episodes of three X Men cartoons, the Night of the Sentinels, I believe it's called, yep. in uh, the original classic. 90s. Which I could probably, I really, because I watched them as soon as I got Disney Plus. Me too. Yeah, we could probably. Just... I can do it verbatim. Yeah, like I was watching it and I remembered all the dialogue. And yeah. so many times I've seen those episodes <laughs> so up. We can probably easily talk about We those. could just do it without watching it. And then we're going to talk about the first two episodes, because it's not really a part one, part two, but we'll talk about the first two episodes of X-Men Evolution, which we're seeing in the background. Yeah. And then you've never seen anything I've never from seen Wolverine a, a, and the X-Men. One, I've never seen Which I think is episode. very underrated. It was a Canadian uh, show, actually. Well, that makes sense. That was better. <laughs> um, and it was very good. 
and the premise it's it's like it was more of like the Morrison era X Men. Oh, interesting. Rather okay. than like the Claremont era. Okay. Yeah. So I thought we can watch premieres of all those shows. That'd be fun. And just like compare and say mm-hmm. how things change over the decades and stuff yeah. like that, and talk about it. And our since we'll be coming out around New Year's, yep. talk about what we hope to see in the new year of X Men. I know. I'm looking forward to that. Like less books. Yeah. <laughs> that is not happening. No, it does not. Seem We're to getting be more books. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm thinking we can talk things like characters we'd like to see more of. Definitely, yeah. Where we think the story might go, where we'd like some of these stories to go. Yeah. How we'd like to see Fallen Angels canceled after maybe ten issues. Fallen and Excalibur, just you know. I'm liking it, but yeah, <laughs> I I can definitely see Excalibur being a short run. Like, just solve this mystery and then move on. Same like, with Fallen like, Angels, exactly. Yeah, like, solve the mystery see, of Fallen Angels, yeah, and then wrap and then it up. Move up, yeah. Um, I definitely am curious to see what you guys think. So this is a perfect time to send in questions if you have any yep. comments, concerns for our mental status. Yeah. Con- uh, <laughs> Please listen to this in chunks. Obviously, we're hitting one hour and 45 minutes at this yeah, point. Yeah, I don't blame you if you take your time. Yeah. Take your time in life. You know, take your life time is busy. Uh, you know, Christmas time. But also, Christmas time, you want to get away from everyone. Yeah. Screw the family. So put us in, your ears, put in your ears. Put your headphones in. Let us hang out with you while you're doing chores around the house or yeah. whatever. And you can just hear our spot-on Charles and Eric impersonations, and then that's good. That's all you need in life. Where can they find you on Twitter, though, if they want to share some thoughts? You can find me at... Well, Eric. At Madman3005. And you can find me at Xbrarian. Librarian, but take out the lie. And if I get this other job, I'll also be an Xbarian again. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. We'll talk... When I stop recording, tell me about it. Don't oh, tell me about don't it. Don't, don't talk about it. No, I probably shouldn't. No, no, don't. I'm trying to keep as much of our personal life out of this as possible. <laughs> Just because. People are weird. People are weird. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And thank you guys for the support. It's been a really surprising year for this podcast when we just started and it seemed to really hit the yeah, right nerve. Thank with you people. to the people who are listening and subscribing. Um, we haven't really pushed for this at all, but if you've made it this far, Obviously, you are a fan. Yeah. So if you could rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends wherever you are, that Absolutely. will definitely help us move up in the X podcast world. Uh, other podcasts supporting us. I forgot the name. So our best friends in the podcast world are a couple uh, ladies named Britt and Kate from um, Is It an X-Man? Is It an X-Man? Yes. All if right. you haven't listened to Is It an X-Man, it's a really fun short podcast they do every other week. They're pretty much on the same schedule as we are yeah. every other Monday. <laughs> Which is why we promote each other almost every other Monday. Nice. But they're great. I love that podcast so much. It's basically them going over different storylines and, and learning about it together. You know? Awesome. So it's, it's really great. I've and never listened then, to them. I'm going to listen to them now. Yeah, listen. It's they, fun. I've I seen love, them support us. And I appreciate yeah. it. It's and then another one that has given us a lot of support, too, is uh, Mutant Musings. Yes. So if you ever need another long podcast to listen to about <laughs> X-Men, give them a listen. They also go on very long like we do. I feel great. like Jay and Miles don't podcast as much. They still do. They still do? Every week, every Sunday. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. I, just, I, don't, I don't listen as much anymore because like they're talking about storylines I haven't read in a long time. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to spoil. You know, like I'm more of that point. I, I mean, not to show any shade to other great X-Men podcasts, mm-hmm. they just talk very fast sometimes. It really is hard to keep up sometimes. Yeah. And one of the reasons fast. I don't give a lot of our personal information is because I get high a lot and, and listen <laughs> and do a lot of X-Men related stuff. And sometimes I try to listen to their podcast while I'm high. And, and like, like and no. a little bit later, I'm like, I don't know where the fuck I am yeah. in this conversation. It is really mind-blowing <laughs> to try to listen to Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. This is why I take care of everyone. While you're fucked. The sober one who never smokes has <laughs> to take care of him <laughs> yep <laughs> this is also why we don't live next to each other because yeah. our sniffing others would go crazy oh my god could you imagine how awful their lives would be <laughs> anyway, anyway guys anyway guys 
Merry Christmas, Happy, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Is that really a thing anymore, Kwanzaa? You would, you would know. Better I would. Than I would. <laughs> I'm Haitian, all right, Haitian. But you're closer to that. I, community I am closer to the community. I feel like Kwanzaa is not a real thing. I don't think it is. No. I mean, I think it is probably for certain segments and in, in certain like yes. cultures. Yes, but not a. Major but it's thing. not as major. As. I don't. Happy holidays. Because that's an okay thing to it say. It is okay if you're not a dickhead. Yeah. All right, that's yeah. where we're going to end up. Like some of my family. Exactly. I was saying Merry Christmas again. It's happy holidays because we're holidays. not assholes. Because we're not assholes. So happy holidays. Happy New Year. We'll see you again before the New Year. Yes. But in case we fuck up, happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next time. Boom. Nailed it. Nailed it.